millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with you through until four here on TalkSport, where this afternoon we bring you our traditional Christmas Eve bash a day earlier than usual, where, as always, we're joined by a gaggle of the TalkSport heartland. Good afternoon, TalkSport listeners. It's going to get warm in here. It is. Yes, after two pandemic hit years in which we went virtual, we're delighted that once again we can invite a selection of the listeners into the studio, which this year includes the star of a Bond movie. That's pushing it a bit, I think. An 11-year-old footballer turned archer, a man who had once had lunch with Gordon Strachan, and Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil Collins is oh, here. It's fantastic. It'd be great to chat to Phil about Genesis and that great solo career. Uh, we'll also what dust... do you think of Super Trap? Yeah, we'll ask him that. <laughs> we'll also uh, dust off that hoary old collection of classic clips. So gird yourselves once again for two different stories. Anton Yemi, uh, Goffy's mate from Gatwick, <laughs> Franz Borkenborker, and of course Ian Collins and that macaque. There's all this plus we'll squeeze in a Boxing Day Falls panel and no Christmas show will be complete without the ball runner and improv king Andy Smart as he heads off for another festive stint with Crisis. That's right, it is six minutes uh, past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes. And he's trying to attempt to open a bottle of... Is it it struggling? Okay, it needs a younger man's hands. And it's gone to the older (laughs) man. (laughs) (laughs) But before we... Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're going to get these pens back. Before we get underway... uh, um, Cloth, don't don't worry, we'll do that in a minute. Um, Before we get underway, really sad news this morning uh, about uh, George Cohen. Andy and I were lucky over the years to to meet him at the Willow Foundation London Football Awards. We're both judges on that, and George was a big supporter. I know Bob was always... Bob Wilson was always uh, delighted that he was such a great supporter of the charity. And he would turn up um, every year. And um, one year I got to sit next to him, which was a great honour and a real education. And he... Physically, he struggled towards the end, George, but mentally, he was really sharp. Oh, he was yeah, to the definitely. end, and, and he was great to chat to, and he kept in touch with a modern game, and uh, was was a lot of fun. And a lot of people have been saying that what a lovely man he was. So uh, I thought we would start today. Oh yeah, everybody's got a little something in their glasses. So to George, to George, cheers. Mm. So yeah. yes, we have sort of twenty or so. Of the listeners with us uh, in the studio. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? They, and they bought uh, well, me presents. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. See, you've got a gift oh, there, Andy. What's your I've got gift? Two gifts. I don't know. Okay, okay. open them. Yeah, it's like Christmas. I'm obviously not as popular as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I have got a gift. Oh, blimey, look, I am. I'm more popular than I used to be. Oh, there we are. It's soon changed. Andy, what have you got there? That's a good sound effect. It's a cup and saucer. <laughs> and it's, is it Norwich? Is it not? I can't see. That's all right. His eyesight's not great. Well, That's right. Should we find out rat. who it's from? Who sent us that? Was that? Who's the, who's the cup and saucer from? Jump on, Liam. Jump on one of the mics there. So it's a bit chaotic. Everybody's kind of sitting around the outside. Yeah, that's so, a canary. Uh, it's got to be something to do with Norwich. Somebody put on careless whisper and they're all getting started dancing again. Just because I was so encouraging. <laughs> sitting around the outside. <laughs> I so believed in Norwich's <laughs> Premier League effort last season. <laughs> so this well, is Liam yeah, Bailey, is that nice right? Season. Yes, hello, Paul. Hello, hello Liam. Andy. Yeah, Liam, you are a Norwich fan and you've given Andy a cup and saucer there. And, yes. Uh, that's uh, particularly nice, actually. Very yeah, good for uh, the it's, uh, it's a China one. It's off that uh, stall on the market... Uh, uh, on the ball, uh, oh, on yeah. the stall city. On the stall city, yeah. we've talked about that. Yeah. You have good indeed, name. So I Fantastic. It. So yeah, because Andy is normally quite dismissive of Norwich's yo-yoing up and down the divisions, well, isn't he? So he's going to be great. <laughs> he's going to choke on his tea. <laughs> I am. And everyone at Norwich will laugh. <laughs> they will, they'll cheer. Um, How are so they doing this season? Uh, well, there's, there's, uh, well, let's, uh, um, can I first state that I, I wear three scarves? I've got a bit of Chelsea, right. Dulwich, Hamlets and uh, Norwich in me, so... Really? Not the half and half. Not the half and half. Third, that's amazing. Yeah, but uh, there, there is rumblings. Um, it's, 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 it's quite dour. Um, oh, it's not it's, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I saw a thing that fans weren't happy. Not Dean Smith saying something like, "Oh, I'm glad we're away next time." That's yes, never a good thing. Wow. Uh, he's going to war with the fans. That never goes well. Yeah, his, his last comments did, did sort of yeah. aim in that, that direction. And once you've taken on that. We've lost it. Really. You're, you're, you play for you play for their walking football team, is that well, right? Well, there are uh, there are two walking football teams in yeah. Norwich. It's like, a, uh, and I play for the Soccer Seniors, which right. is uh, named after Boca Juniors. I think you don't. Look, I think you could still turn out in running football. You don't look that old. Well, I mean. <laughs> well, we're on a recruitment drive actually. So anybody between sort of anybody slowing up a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, very kind of you to say. Um, mm. No, it's fantastic. We're uh, we've got the hundred in the in the club, and it's a male club at the moment. Obviously, yeah. we'd like to open up to women as well, but we need to, a woman to come forward and take that on. But it's a really strong uh, club. Our over seventies are national champions in this year and the last Blimey. year, and we we have um, you know we have a representation in 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 quite a lot of the England teams as well. So you know, not, it's going really well, and it's, it's good. really good for men to come back from. A position of basically, or in this case, a lot of them who haven't played football for a while and and and, and restart. Yeah, so it's great. I like yeah. the idea. There's an over seventies, and when you're too old for the over seventies, you turn out for the vets. <laughs> the vets <laughs> That's a good idea. The sen- it says in your bio you once caught both of them. Hopefully at cricket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think quite a few people have done that over the years. What do you call both of them? Yeah. Uh, yes, years ago, I, I was a Finchley boy. I was up at school there, and. Uh, there was a little poster on the way past to see whether there was a, an opportunity to play in a charity game. And yeah. um, I, I turned up, and like any boy would from school, and with a kit, and it turned out that there was a bit of a kerfuffle and there were one short. I jumped in, a uh, charity game. It's sort of um, a little bit like uh, Porridge the Movie, you know, when it was sort of like, uh, what was it, uh, a weatherman. Yeah, eight small, Diddy David Hamilton. Yeah, eight, yeah. weatherman, eight small parts, and uh, Aldo Twanky. They yeah. were a bit short. So we had, uh, I think we, we actually did have a goodie in that one. Right. Um, Timbrook Taylor, a couple of others, and and so I went on the pitch, and terrible news for the for the the Bang supporters that I caught him um, on oh, the boundary, wow. and he's obviously the star. 
Yeah. Oh dear. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, I, I couldn't throw it down, and it was actually your old chum. I think was running it, David English. Oh, it was a Bunbury game. Yeah, no, it was a very, very early stage really? run. It was. Um, David played for Finchley. He, oh, that yeah. was his. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Also, I went to school in Finchley. Actually. Yeah. So I, I, he went. But the thing, just to say, hmm. both of them did. I think, and like, a long time ago, but I think he came back out again to. Uh, to bat. You once told Al Gore uh, that he looked like a second-hand car salesman. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good claim to fame as well. In yeah. what circumstances? He wasn't fielding next to you on the boundary, was in that bumble. <laughs> <day. laughs> That'd be too much. Well, uh, in my other life, I'm a photographer, so I was doing a portrait of him, and they were they negotiated 15 with me for a portrait with him before yeah. he went on to a, a very large and live uh, a pronouncement about uh, his Earth uh, program. Yeah. And uh, as the clock ran down, he came in with about 30 seconds to go. And uh, and I said, look, it's very late. You know, he said, give me 15. And he said, I'll give you 15 seconds. Right, blimey. And so I thought there's only one way to get a look out of him. And I said, you look like a second-hand car salesman. And I got And you got the I look. Got the, I got the look. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to write in the margin. We put something down about all the climate <laughs> denier. <just like> <laughs> And apparently, but just before we get into the first set of clips, <laughs> yeah. you do a mean rugby league man's brother. I've got to hear that. No, I don't. I don't have to say that, did I? Can I wait until at least a minute? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People oh, talk. Oh, you have to get the real one in, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid, yeah. He's, he retired. We couldn't get him out of yeah. retirement. Well, he hasn't done it since 2018. So, um, thank you, Liam. Good to talk to you. We'll catch up with you uh, later on. There's uh, Liam Bailey. We'll be chatting to all the listeners. They'll be popping up to the microphones. Andy Smart is with us as well. But throughout the show, uh, on this uh, traditional Christmas Eve, a day earlier in this case show, we, um, we bring you classic clips. We dust them down again. You've heard of a million times it's all karaoke basically <laughs> so um let's let's get underway with uh, alan brazil and uh, with a pretty unlikely guest right we're gonna have a quick break and coming up the youngest british female ever congratulations to benita <laughs> you're not gonna get a great deal of sense out of her, <laughs> the youngest female <laughs> ever and here's dance and quinny williams in tyneside hi william you're on talk sport hello Hello, Hi, William. Happy New Year to you. Hi, yeah. What's your point, mate? Uh, there's two points I'd like to make uh, about Mickey. Mm-hmm. He played for Newcastle United, you know, quite a few years ago. Yeah. And I, I didn't realise how good he was. Oh, you're missing him. You're missing him clearly, based on what you got now. God, he scored so many goals. <laughs> so many He'd goals. He'd be happy now, though. Yes, I'd like to think he would be. That, that made the crying has stopped. We've got time for one more? Just one more. Okay. Uh, this is a long one, but it is an absolute call. It was a caller to Keith Arthur on uh, Fisherman's Blues, and he had some contact details for us. What's the website, Andrew? www. Yeah. RN. RN. A-N. A-N. D-R. D-R. M. N. N N or M? M for Marine. M for Marine, okay, yep. A-A. A-A. Dot org. Dot UK. Org. Dot UK, okay. R-N-A-N-D-R-M-A-A.org.uk. You've got that, Captain. Fantastic. If you want to contact me... Landline number. Well, no, don't. It, it, I'd, I'd rather not do that if you don't mind. Have you got an email address or a mobile number? I'd rather do that than a landline. That's fine with me, sir. Email. Yeah. C A C H. 
C A C H. A L O T. A L O T. Yeah. M A X I. M M A X I. Yeah. At. Yeah. Yahoo.co.uk. Yahoo.co.uk. Okay. So you've got C A C H A L O T M A X I. Yeah. Okay. Case lock, case lock, Maxi. Yeah. And um, my yeah. mobile number. Yeah. Zero seven. Yeah. Nine five four. Nine five four. Zero two two. Zero two two. Six double four. Six four four. Okay, Andrew, I've got all that done. I will repeat it. Oh, oh no, don't! <laughs> I've actually got his land number. It's, no, no, it's two six one seven three nine four. In case <laughs> yeah, you want, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, wow. Anyway, more clips to come over the next two and a bit hours. We'll keep chatting to the Talk Sport listeners. Andy Smart's with us. We'll have a falls panel as well, looking ahead to our commentary games here on Talk Sport. Mamacita. Very good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Every Christmas Eve, we invite a gaggle of the listeners in. Obviously, we're going a day earlier today as we're not on tomorrow. Though we are popping mm. up with um, yeah. Max and Charlie tomorrow briefly. But, uh, yeah, the listeners are with us. We've got some classic clips for you to come. And we've got some more listeners uh, on the uh, mics now. And we'll kick off with Steve Ramage. Steve, how are you? Good, thank you. So, uh, yes, you are from Glasgow. I am. Yes, and uh, you've come here with Ricky Ross. Uh -huh. There he is, there's Ricky uh, over there. We'll have a chat with we'll him, chat him uh, later, later yeah. on. So, uh, you played a bit of football. You played a bit of football over in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. We, um, I emigrated to Vancouver some years ago and played semi-professional football out there for um, a couple of years. Didn't quite work out. Um, thought I was a decent player until I played the Canadian under twenty Olympic team, and we got beat eight <laughs> not nil. Not on your own. No, not <laughs> on my own. That's why they're not playing. <laughs> That's why you lost. <laughs> we got hammered eight nil, and I realised then that a career in football wasn't going to happen for me at that stage. Unfortunately. Yeah, I've got a bit of a connection with uh, Vancouver football. With my cousin runs Rhinos, kind of Westside FC. I don't know if you know that club. They quite they run about five or six teams in Vancouver. I think. Just... See the one who plays the clarinet. Is that no, a different no, one? No, don't mention it. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Not to bring it it's a long story. It's a very bad story. Yeah, it's a very bad story. triggered me there. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. It's worth telling, actually. It was very unfortunate. My cousin in... My cousin, it was actually very funny. My cousin in Toronto uh, had this habit of sending out a yearly sort of... You know, those round-robin things that you get that sort of say, oh, this year I've done this, that and the other, and yeah. cousin Gene did this. And you can and imagine, if you've ever listened to this show, you, you realise how well that goes down with Andy. <laughs> I personally am somebody who prefers uh, a sort of, you know, I'd rather him say, Happy Christmas, Andy, that's it. I'd rather, you know, in a card. He doesn't want to have it. to read anything. Yeah, but fine, people like this. And anyway, so it was this particular show, and I just received the card, and I kind of, I absolutely slaughtered it, which was a bit unfortunate. You came on air, didn't you? came you on said, air and you said, said, oh, yeah. And I said, well, look at this, this is ridiculous, and who cares about this? And I wrote right through it, and it's that really in that typical style. Unbeknownst to me, somebody who knew him was listening to the show, and the first, he couldn't wait, as people, couldn't wait to tell him that I'd done this. And I got into terrible trouble with my yeah. family. Big family oh, schism there was. didn't speak to me. It was yeah. a disaster. Oh, dear. So if you're listening, bloke who reported to Cousin yeah. Peter, I like him. He's a lovely man. Steve, you have a lasting legacy on the Berlin Wall, don't you? I do. It's a very interesting story. Hopefully you'll find it as interesting. So back in 1989, 1990, mm. I actually used to work for the British Foreign Service. Mm -hmm. And I was sent to live in East Germany, the former DDR. 
and um, went out to East Sherman at that time. That was a, a different life entirely. Yeah, yeah. Um, experienced communism. I was only a young guy from Glasgow, so it was quite interesting, quite exciting. Um, however, one day, um, the Berlin Wall came down, as you know, and then what happened was there was there was uncertainty on crossing the Berlin Wall. You know, we had diplomatic immunity, so we were able to go from the east to the west and so back and forth. And then what happened one day was we were allowed to go to the west and come back to the... And we lived in the east side. Um, and then one morning, we decided when we were drunk, a friend of mine and I from um, Sunderland, bizarrely enough, mm. We had planned this in advance on a Sunday morning. We had um, borrowed a ladder from a neighbour and we had bought some spray paint and we had planted it. And on the east side one morning at five o'clock on a Sunday morning, back some 33 years ago, we decided to run up to the wall. Yeah. And we put the ladder against the wall. We got to the top of the wall. We spray painted our name. I put Stephen Ramage, Glasgow Rangers. Right. <laughs> he put Mark Harrison, Sunderland. Mm. We dropped a ladder and we ran for our life. We got back to our apartment. We thought we were absolutely crazy doing that. Anyhow, a clue to the police, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been one yeah. of the clues, to be honest. <laughs> they didn't have the Stasi, though. They were pretty good at what they did. They were very good. Yeah. That's another story. But um, the Stasi Foxy didn't come calling for some time, so we thought we've good. got away with that. Mm. And then uh, we didn't think any more of it. And then about 20 years later, I went back with my wife to Berlin and the Berlin Wall had been entirely knocked down. The whole lot, I mean, some 250 miles and they'd kept five metres of the Berlin Wall. We go by in the bus and I'm like, surely not. And I said to my wife, my name's still in the Berlin Wall. <laughs> That's incredible. So we jumped off the tour bus. True story. We jumped off the tour bus. We got our picture taken. It still said Steve Ramage, Glasgow Rangers, but it was fading a bit. But Mark, Did you redo he, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all fenced off now. It's all secure and fenced yeah. off, so it's really secure now. But the Mark Harrison Sunderland sign had gone, oh. so that was twenty years. So last on October, they are just in the school break. I went back again just last October there, and it's fading badly. So I took my children and mm. I said, "You'll not believe this. Wait till you see this." And we went around the corner, and the bit of the wall that's still remaining, it still says my name, and it still says Glasgow Rangers. That's fantastic. Wow, that's what about story. that? So I just write something about all the guests. Vandal. Is right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a climate denier and a vandal. So we get the mark of those. But the, fun, the funny thing yeah. is, Paul, that um, over the years, all the social media, all the Rangers social media, everyone goes. I wonder who wrote that Glasgow Rangers. Also, Rangers are big clubs. So yeah. there's thousands of people visited. Uh, have, you not, have you not been in the sort of uh, Rangers news or so? I would no, have I've just them. avoided it to now. So oh. if anybody's listening, yeah. it's actually me that Anybody did that. Anybody from, <laughs> from the record, if you want the story, it's still there on the wall. Yeah, well, there, thank so you, Steve. We'll catch up with you later. Yeah, no, thank you. So hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank oh, you for having you. me. Oh, it's an honour. Brian, I just want to ask Steve who his big club is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this. It's all going off. It's the old firm. The old firm. Are going off. Brian's bought us a present. Yeah, let's have a look, Brian. Let's see Thank what's in there. Beautiful, Brian. Brian, we're opening it. Look at that. It's a beautiful bling. It's a beautiful bling pen, isn't it? That's nice. Who went to Paper Chase on their way in? Wow. Oh, look at that. It's a beautiful bling pen. That's lovely. Look at that. Look at that. Look beautiful. Thank you very much, Brian. That's very kind of you. Yes, and to you. Thank you very much. You are the man I mentioned in the intro as it was claim to fame. Not quite on the Berlin Wall, but you once. You once had lunch with Gordon Strachan. Well, yes, it was it was evening meal. But let's an watch, evening meal, okay, evening fair meal. enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm. It started by me writing a letter to Gary Pendry, mm. who was Gordon's assistant manager at the time back in 2007. Uh, I was serving in Iraq, and um, I got a bit carried away. It was a three-page letter. 
in essence, <laughs> I was looking for assistance to take my son to his first Celtic game during my rest and recuperation period. That mm. would have been November 2007. But due to the Euros that year, the infinite wisdom of the SFA, they cancelled the old firm games that weekend. <gasps> so I never got to go to the game. So anyway, to cut a long story short, um, I was invited to Celtic Park with Gary Pendry uh, that evening and um, he got Gordon Strachan to come along and uh, meet the kids and have a sit down and he didn't actually eat he stole a bit of one of the kids pizzas but he, he ordered a pot of tea but he's not a big eater is no, he, he, had, he, had he doesn't of, need a lot of food he had food. a pot of tea so he had oh, a, yeah. yeah he had a pot of tea a and he enjoyed that but yeah it was a great evening some good photographs and some good stories beautiful yeah he's a good man Gordon yeah. he's always good fun yeah, he always throws you a bit of a curveball doesn't he, no, he does, when, you, yeah. when you have a chat with him he's always very very good so uh, uh, you said you were you were in the services, Brian. Is that I was, right? Yes, I've done just over twenty six years. Wow, yeah. way! And yeah. uh, do you do you get up to uh, get up the Celtic much for games? At, at least once a year for a game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Try and get up at least once a year for a game of football. Yeah. Lovely. And you've got incredible football knowledge, second to none. That's a proud boast. You do pub quizzes and stuff like that. I think I might <laughs> have been drunk when I. <laughs> Everybody's backtracking on their bios. Yeah, yeah. We were going to prepare a very difficult football quiz for you, but we couldn't be bothered, really. That's Andy all day, that is. He probably, probably set up to do It was do a good that. idea, but yeah. I know. And you're a uh, FA Level 2 coach? I've done that with Steve Stone. Steve Stone oh, yeah, was on really? my wow. FA Level 2 coaching course, yes. Fantastic. Um, that was interesting. Uh, learned a thing or two, but... Um, uh, like Stevie says, I used to play a bit of football. Played mm. played in the army. Yeah. Um, played locally. Um, played for Claybank, my hometown. Oh wow. Uh, under fourteens. Uh, most people think it's called Claybank now, but that's good stuff. Well, lovely, Brian. We'll catch up with you later. Thank Pleasure. you. You're also Thank an Arsenal you. fan, but I skirted yes. over that, so I'll just no. write that. <laughs> Guna, just that's write Guna good. next to your name. Um, we'll have a chat with some of the other listeners. We're going to give you some more clips now. Um, listen, well, this is well, as Andy's favourite. It's, it remains. There's nothing to it. And there's so many better clips than this, but Andy just loves favorite. it. I'm using just, Brian's pen for the rest of the show. It's just how humorless Mike is and how annoyed he gets with the bloke. Yeah. Like, it's not even his fault it's, that the, call, yeah. the line isn't right, but he gets annoyed with the fella. Yeah. It's Mike Parry not happy with the quality of the line. Yeah. Let's go to James, who's a Man United fan in Sheffield. Hey, goodness me, James, is that you? Are you there? You're on Mars. Uh, <laughs> Mars, your Mars. Yeah. Back now. This we're, we're going to uh, the, the sports headlines with this. It's an absolute. I mean, you, you haven't mic there. Is comic timing, uh, you know, uh, unintentionally is mm. absolutely fantastic. He doesn't mean it, but he has just got it. Here he is mm. chatting to Danny Kelly uh, on the warm up, and they were chatting about. Um, how um, Mike gets to Goodison Park when he's down on the south coast. Okay, strap yourselves in, here we go. What happens is you come out of Bournemouth, you go along the West Way, you then head down the, the A27, and then you, you see the, um, the sign which says M3. So you go left onto the M3, you're now on the M3 heading up towards the M25. However, being smarter than the average bear, you only go as far as the A34, and you come off the A34, and then you're heading towards the Midlands. Now, the A34, if you stay on it, will take you all the way to Salford in Greater Manchester, which isn't any good if you're going to Goodison Park, obviously, but it goes right to the northwest of England, OK? However, again, smarter than the average bear, you then get onto the M40, and then the M42 to go around Birmingham, onto the M6, OK? And by the way, again, if you're smart, you can pay five or six quid on the toll, toll road, yeah. the toll road and, and get through it much, much quicker than the ordinary M6. It brings you out just shy of Junction 8, 
which is the A5. You go off left on the A5, and you go along that road there, under Ironbridge, which was built by Thomas Telford and all that. Then you turn right up the A41, and you're heading to Chester. You then go along that carriageway. You pick up the M53. You go shooting down the Wirral. You go through the Kingsway Tunnel. You then come up uh, on the other side, obviously, on Merseyside. You, uh, you go into uh, Everton Valley and onto the maybe the car park at Stanley Park, you are then a 200-yard walk away from Goodison Park. Easy. How often does this go wrong with roadworks and things, this journey for you? I never do it now. If I go to Goodison now, I do the train. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Just brilliant. And the, and the other, the timing, and the other remarkable thing about it is that you ever known that much radio without Danny saying That's something very true. when he's on air. <laughs> happy birthday, Dan, by the way. It's Danny's yeah, birthday today. We wish him happy, happy birthday today. Anyway, more clips to come, more from the TalkSport listeners. Andy Smart's going to have a chat with us as well. He's off to crisis, crisis at Christmas. He does it every year and tell us a bit about that. He's on the door. Uh, what, yes. that in, what that involves a bouncer at crisis <laughs> it's good, isn't yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll have a chat with Andy later on but it's uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talks we're having a day earlier than usual the Christmas Eve party the holly green the ivy green the prettiest picture you've ever seen is Christmas in Killarney with is it about Dooney no that's, that's Bing isn't it is it that's Bing oh, isn't it boys it's got to be Bing, yeah well yeah, Val yeah. Dunican was his, like Bing light wasn't he really so he was no Bing disrespect that's great is it you come in Christmas Eve, almost <laughs> trashing the memory of Val Dunikin. No, I love Val Dunikin. Oh, you're really scorched earth. It's not your cousin in <laughs> no, Toronto. I love Val Dunikin. I've got to say hello to Richard Pullen, Alan uh, Fletcher's tour manager. Oh, hello, Alan. Loves the show. Yeah, no, Alan. Uh, Richard, sorry. He's, he, Merry Christmas. <laughs> that makes him feel special. What? We call him Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says, uh, "Merry Christmas to you and Sue and all involved with the show." Yeah, Thank some people much, couldn't Richard. be with us today. Who were due to be Brian Harvey. He couldn't be here uh, from, well, from E17. No, not him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nick Butler, they both got flu. A lot of people have at the yeah. moment. So, guys, uh, maybe next year. Thank you very much. Steve Langdon, his trains were, were up the spout. He couldn't get into town. Kalpesh, uh, we wish you well. We're sorry he couldn't make it again. See if he can join us next year. And uh, John and Adam Richardson uh, were due in, but they had a dodgy pea and mint soup. I know. I've never heard anybody spent... getting food poisoning from pea and mint soup. All night being quite ill well, so uh, we wish them well boys too. we wish you well again hopefully you can come and see us in the future but let's say hello now another one of the stuff Ricky Ross uh, mm. Phil Collins and uh, we've got uh, Lee Major I know no, Lee Major <laughs> singular uh, <laughs> has joined us hello, I used to Lee. love the stunt man <laughs> lovely to see you Lee uh, you, you were a pretty decent footballer in your day in fact when we do the falls panel you're going to be our pro you'll be delighted to hear really? but everybody can weigh <laughs> oh in to God. help hmm. but um, you weren't sold for six million dollars oh no with inflation and what a, it's about what a gift that million. would have been <laughs> you, you played at Stevenage and Bulldog with a well known yeah. Sunderland striker Watford striker yeah played with <clears> Ken <Clint throat> Phillips <clears throat> uh, at Bulldog just after uh, I think he moved from or just before he moved to Watford, but he, he was actually a defender, and we stuck him really? up front. And really, he, uh, Ian Allenson was actually the manager, the ex-Arsenal. Yeah, uh, that's a good forward. story. I and, didn't know. Uh, Kev played at the back, did he? Yeah, he, yeah. I think he was. He was. He started at Southampton as, as a as a fullback, and uh, yeah, he ended up getting stuck up front for Bulldock and. Hey ho! Four or five goals later, he was he was oh, in he every week. He scored so many goals. He he certainly yeah, did. Man, yeah, and then yeah, he, much he love, was snapped he? up by. Uh, uh, Watford, I think Glenn wrote about. Could be, could be wrong. Mm. Uh, and then, brilliant. Obviously, that done pretty well after that. 
Great. Brilliant. Nice guy, isn't he, Kevin? Really yeah, nice lovely guy. Yeah. Really down well, to earth guy. Listening today. We wish him well. Um, now, you've also got another claim to fame. You papped Ray Parler when he'd had a drink. It's quite which famous. Is not, which it is went, not, it went not, viral, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. This was, uh, I was <clears> relaxing <throat> in uh, Boys yeah. Down at Canary Wharf, just having a beer after a presentation that I did. So just a decompressing. And uh, I was sitting there and... Uh, Brazil and Parler walked in. This was about yeah. about six, about five, six o'clock in in the afternoon, and uh, I'd quite often used to pass a certain one CS bar in, in under the tower in Canary Wharf, yeah. and I'd see Brazil in there uh, having an early afternoon re- refreshment. He mm. recognised me and said, "Come and join us." He had a jug of red wine. Come over here! Come over here! Come over here! Lee, yeah. over here! Come on, yeah. me! That, that, that was it. So uh, yeah, I think a, a half an hour later, uh, Ray was uh, was dancing with a silver tray on his head. Oh yeah! Uh, so much hilarity, and uh, I, I videoed it, and uh, I think it ended up uh, in in the Daily Mail. I think, I think, yeah, well done. I bet they're really yeah. delighted they invited you delighted. over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tremendous. But yeah, the thing uh, is, Ray, he would have worn that like a badge of honour, Ray. He probably yeah, would have loved it. Yeah, it was, it? it was Ray. He, he posted mm. just after so he, he did post it. Uh, right. Oh, oh, well, well, just, to, just to correct oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I would have tried to claim the huge fee. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, I think it, it, it did go viral. Fantastic. Well, um, who else have we got there? We've got Toby. Toby. Toby Baker. So, uh, so we have to write a little line down about everybody we've chatted to. Lee Major, snitch. (laughs) (laughs) Snitch. Okay. Um, So, yeah, we have got uh, Toby. Hello, Toby. Lovely to see you. Afternoon, Paul. Afternoon, Andy. You're you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I am. So this is the one time that I can be chirpy. Yes, oh, yeah. well, I know. Yeah. I know. It's um, not top of Christmas, though, Andy. You'd like Isn't to point Chirpy out. the Spurs mascot? He is. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Chirpy, are you? You, know you can always get you inside that suit. I think it would be difficult. Now, you worked. You've worked in the worlds of biscuits and chewing gum over the years. True enough. Have you been able to bring either of those into the studio? No, I didn't they? realize. Actually, I feel a bit ashamed. Everyone's brought loads of gifts for you. Yeah, well, you don't, that, that, so that was not a prerequisite. Right. We don't expect. We're never it. coming back. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that show, The Secret World of? Yes. I love that show, and it's it's all about your world, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's but about that's not a secret world. That's his, that was that's like going back to work. That's called <laughs> Butterman's Holiday. But it is interesting. <laughs> Lay people, it's yeah, it is good, and we've had a few other people down at um, our factories and stuff mm. looking behind the scenes, mm. and it's always good. And they're always yeah. great. Mm. How many factories have you walked around wearing a white trilby or a hairnet? Uh, um, too many, actually. Too many, too many. <laughs> but does you it work? I never think it does, really. What's that? The hairnet does it? Doesn't uh, stop anything, does I it? suppose it stops the hair getting in, but it doesn't stop everybody else getting yeah. in. I guess. Yeah. I suppose it catches the knits. Before yeah, yeah. I suppose if you've got something you want in your Burton's biscuit is knits, isn't it? Really, I'm sure that would never happen. Burton's fish and chips. I never knew they. I thought they sold suits. Yeah, that was my old business, actually. We did, some, we did a deal with Talk Sport and stuff. It was an old thing. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah, we did some good stuff. That's we good. did have a load. The producer, John, remembers a load of the Burton's fish and chips in the office. So people, people dined on them for months. <laughs> they lived on them. I'll definitely get them to send some more in. No, yes. I do remember them being around. Yeah. And you, you've got a signed Talk Sport football and you want to verify the signatures. Did you bring it in? No, I've got some photos, actually. I'll show you. Right, yeah, so sure. I can we'll tell yours. <clears throat> I can tell Andy's. But, yeah. And Mike Perry's. But the rest genuinely are just squiggles and the way I've got to be up, they're all they're all real mm. because what would happen, Joe, who a fine receptionist who works here, we get as as we came in the building, she'd say, Guys, you sign these for us. So she would press gang us all oh, yeah, signing. Yeah, yeah. So true. it's not like unless Joe would sit there for hours because uh, people couldn't. But I always got the sense. <laughs> she does have a very good Alan Brazil. She, she was very strict on it, Joe, so I would imagine that uh, Well yours is definitely clear as it's yours, authentic. Yeah. yeah. 
Because I sign, I sign <coughs> my signature, and if if I ever do get asked to sign yeah. my name, I, I sign it so people can read it. I can't see the point of just doing yeah. a squig on people who can't yeah. see it. So. Just a Toby didn't bring anything. Always next year. Always, that's true. Always next year. Let's have some more clips. Thank you, Toby. Let's have a. Uh, let's have. What should we have next? Alan Brazil. Mm. This is a bit of a, a favourite of mine. It is uh, Alan Brazil it's, speaking it's to the a bloke at the end. I like speaking to a uh, Greek football expert. Portugal take on uh, Greece in the, in the big open. Now, now let's get a Greek uh, point of view from the Greek daily newspaper, um, Eleftherith uh, Typos. Good, goodness me, I, I hope I pronounced that right. And let's say a very good morning to next guest, George Georgia Kapop. Oh, hold on. George, George Kapopoulos. Oh, George, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm struggling with Greek. I always have struggled with Greek names, George. Good morning. Good morning. You, yeah, you didn't do too badly, actually. It's so hello? kind. <laughs> Georgia. Oh, hello. George. Georgia. Absolutely yeah. terrible. <clears throat> um, what's next? It's, it's the late, great oh, Mike yeah, Dickin. This Mike. is, again, a, a real favourite. And here he is, dealing with a caller. Derek's on the Wirral. Where are you going, Derek? Hello. Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. Hi. No, no, I'm Derek. No, you're Derek. I'm, I'm Mike. Derek as well. You've got me confused now. Yeah, no, no. No, it, it's just, uh, Derek, just to let you know. No, no, I'm not Derek. You're Derek. I'm Derek. I'm Mike. Oh, Mike, sorry. Right, yeah. <laughs> Here we are, good old uh, Mike Dickin. <laughs> In my mind, that clip went on for much longer. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a bizarre clip. It's mm. Mike Graham now of Talk TV, of course, taking a call when he was doing, uh, I think it was on text, wasn't it, when he was uh, working overnight. Anyway, hands across the water there. Here we go. Eric in commentary says, Mr. Graham, let the Greeks suffer. A few years ago, I bought some expensive sunglasses from a shop in Crete. They broke as soon as I left the shop. I complained, but all I got was thrown out of the shop by three assistants. However, on my last night, I superglued the locks of the shop door and had a poo in the doorway. Quality. Well, that's nice, Eric. I'm sure they'll be delighted to have you back. Quality. <laughs> Poo in the doorway, quality. There we are, Anglo-Greek relations. And uh, Paul Coit, this one is. Now, you'd never guess Coit. He, of course, is uh, the, the man on the mic at, uh, at Spurs. Uh, he's on early breakfast here. You never guess that he once worked in music radio. Early sports breakfast on TalkSport, TalkSport 2. How are you? I hope you're awake. I hope you're feeling okay. It's 5.14. Uh, I'm Paul Coit, former world number one golfer Luke. Donald joins us very shortly and we'll go through today's front pages. <laughs> right on the beat. Look at that. <laughs> was Fantastic. Good, what it? a pro quality is. Good. Sensational. Anyway, we'll keep chatting to the listeners. We'll have more uh, classic clips for you. You've got loads to plough through. God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. A day earlier than usual, we bring you our Christmas Eve party where a selection of the listeners come in and we play you classic clips from uh, throughout the years. And uh, it's a family affair now. Uh, Phil Collins has joined mm. us. I take it with Lily and his lad who now plays drums for Genesis. But no, uh, it's uh, Phil Collins, not that one, and Luke and Jordan Collins as well. Good afternoon to you all. Good afternoon. Hello. Afternoon. Jordan and Luke are uh, Phil's lads. And uh, you were just telling us that um, you got married. <coughs> Excuse me. Great. Uh, thankfully for Jordan and Luke. In, in unlikely circumstances, Phil, tell us more. I did get married for, uh, for a football bet. And uh, funny oh, enough, you, in you, you go. Go. Oh, go, on. <laughs> go on, Mikey. Did you win or lose the bet? Hey. Hey. I won it. Sorry, he did that in the break and it got a laugh. But, uh, I'd been married before so maybe I wasn't very keen to get married again and we mm. were living together 
and it was during the 1990 <laughs> World Cup. And my my wife is Scottish, right? And uh, when the final nail in their coffin was losing to Costa Rica, yeah. So she said, right, I'm fed up this watching the World Cup. She goes, uh, if England mm. get in the semi final, we got to get engaged. Mm. If they get in the final, got to get married. And if they win it, we've got to get married and have a baby. So I thought, well, not much chance of that. <laughs> so the next match I went to... How were these two ever born? <laughs> <laughs> next match I went to watch it at my dad's house. So it was against Belgium. We mm. just scored in the last minute. Yeah, Just scraped through. Then we played Cameroon in the quarterfinals. Mm. Lineker and his two penalties. Just scraped through again. You think you're getting away with it? We're, point, don't you? we're playing yeah. the cheating, <clears throat> diving Germans in the semi-final. Lost on <laughs> we penalties, but go we should have won. <laughs> yeah. I'm turning the video off as it was in those days. And she goes, I suppose this will have to go back. And I turn around and she's wearing a full-length wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like when your pit of your stomach goes and you've broken the window or something like that. Where's that come from? She goes, yeah. it's from Harrods. Anyway, when mm. I'd went out to watch the Belgian match with my dad, she had some friends around, unbeknown to me, told them about it. So one of them said, Look, wind him up with this. And uh, we weren't, it wasn't very romantic. We were out for a meal at Christmas time. And I said, I suppose we better get married then. And uh, we got married at Gretna Green. And uh, one year later, we had our first Scottish son. Gret and the Green yeah, yeah, will come yeah. out of that. And yeah. a bit like the end, when EastEnders, when there's a duff yeah. moment, there's only one way for a Phil Collins story payoff, isn't there, really? That's a bit of production we don't normally yeah. have, though. We don't normally have quite shocked, quite shocked. We'll have to keep that in next year. Uh, now, Luke and Jordan, you're um, married in Gretna Green, mum's Scottish. Dad, obviously, an England fan, as we've discovered. And you two have taken different sides. Uh, Jordan's in his Scotland shirt today. So why, Jordan, did you go to your mum's, some might say the dark side, not everybody in this room, obviously, <laughs> but from an England point of view, what made you go Scotland? So 96 Euros, I did have an England shirt originally. My parents gave myself and Luke both England shirts. Um, but by 98 World Cup, I was a massive fan of Ali McCoyst and Rangers and all the Scottish players and Colin Hendry playing for Scotland. And felt a lot more Scottish. So watching Scotland lose to Norway and draw with Morocco and lose to Brazil, I uh, felt I was much more Scottish and cried my heart out for three games at six years old. So probably not the best choice, but I've stuck with it since then. You I went like for this a turn of phrase. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Last year, we watched Scotland beat England nil-nil. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that is very it, was, it was a good win. Yeah, uh, yeah so we, we actually watched the match in two different households. So my parents are together and live, live in the same house, but... For the match, us, myself and my mum watched it in one house and Dad and Luke watched it in another. Right. And you, you went for a coisty haircut, I understand, back in the <laughs> yeah. day. Is that right? So, so before the World Cup of 98, yeah. I, uh, my mum found me cutting my own hair with scissors in, in my bedroom, um, about five, six years old. And mum asked me what I was doing. I was giving myself an Ali McCoy's haircut. Right. Well, we, <laughs> I think it's, Ali's hair has improved since. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do it himself anymore. Yeah. Yes, beautiful. Um, and on that basis then, Luke, you stayed England. And well, again, why was that? Why were you digging your heels in? She's got a bit more sense than Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just decided England's for me. Um, yeah. 
The thing is, we don't we don't have any greater level of success, but there isn't that expectation, is there? This is the thing. Mm. If you support Scotland, well, I think you're going to have a slightly more success. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very kind got, of you. We haven't, you. <laughs> we haven't got true. we haven't got over Thanks, the line Paul. ultimately. No, but at least we, we get to the line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we get a chance to get. To well, that. you John Barnes doing the wreck. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably are. Fantastic. And uh, we should say just before we go into the clips, yeah. uh, Phil, you were saying there that you worked at Wembley in 1977, the famous. Yeah, England I worked Scotland there for. They the about bars, six yeah. years. As it was like a part-time job, and I carried on even after I finished and went out to work properly. And, yeah, I was there when uh, the Scots took the uh, crossbars home with them. Yeah, oh, was, fantastic. Uh, yeah, they're like, Did you have to order the replacement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People who've got those, are like, they are like sort of religious relics. Yeah, people have got bits of the pitch and bits of the crossbar. I used to know someone who's uh, up in the wilds of Scotland, and people would go around his house and touch this, uh, this little bit of grass in the frame <laughs> like it was a <laughs> religious <laughs> relic. And that was your lot. That was yeah, Jordan yeah. who did that. So we vandalised uh, uh, Wembley. Anyway, thank you guys. Thanks very much. Thanks we'll, uh, we'll chat more later. More from the listeners. Uh, the age range today, interestingly, is, is 11 to 71. Wow. Yeah. That's and we'll, we'll be hopefully chatting to both of them uh, throughout the course of the show. But let's get a bit of Beaky now. Good old Beaky with a bit of a partridge-like commentary moment. He could have played for four countries altogether. Here's Krasic from the right-hand side. Clips it back. Zigic with the head out. Great chance. It's there. It's been belted home by Milan Jovanovic. And Serbia, just after Germany had been reduced to ten men, have taken the lead here. Sensational. He's fallen down the moat. <laughs> fallen down the moat. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is... Uh, we have to thank our old mate Gilo. I hope yeah, you could be listening. Good afternoon, Gilo, a colleague of ours who dug this out of an old mini-disc because we lost the clip. It's Alan um, at the uh, at the open, isn't mm. it? Uh, running along by the greens. It's gone 9.32. Don't forget Andy Gray coming up at 10 o'clock here on the Sports Breakfast. 9.32. Tiger after his ball on the left-hand side. 9.32 here on TalkSport. Yeah, never care. It was 9.33 <laughs> by the time it finished, wasn't it? And uh, I think this is a Christmas clip, it isn't is. it? And it really, it's one of those that really kind of uh, puts you in the mood for Christmas. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Oh, that is brilliant. And good news, Justin, racing at Utoxida goes ahead. Yeah, of course. Surely it's a, a, a Charlie's ball in Bethlehem. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it was Utoxida all along. And uh, Perry Groves, who I worked with the other day, good old Perry, good afternoon to him. Mm. He was talking about crowd trouble, and he did. He had to say this the other day, and he does slightly. He does struggle with this word. It's going to be very, very difficult to actually impose that because obviously there's facial recognition facial Richard Nixon yes so there we are um, we've got a lot more clips uh, to bring you this afternoon more from the talk sport listeners Andy Smart as we said will join us we'll have a false panel because uh, live Premier League football is back on talk sport he's gonna have a bag of crazy toys Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Uh, we bring you our traditional uh, Eve of Christmas, although it's not strictly Christmas Eve, partly with the Talk Sport listeners in the studio. Hello again, listeners. There we are, 20 odd of them, getting very warm in here. Um, uh, Eli, is it Eli? I think it is. He's been in touch. He says, Will there be an extended Clips of the Week podcast? My nine year old son uh, is. Uh, 
can't, can't be listening at the moment, but would like to listen back. Yeah, we put the whole of today out yeah. as, a, as a podcast, so you hear all these and classic also clips the again. Christmas Day show and the New Year's Eve, it goes out on New Year's Eve as well, is also just the best clips of the year. Yeah, so the actual clips of the year of uh, 2022, that's actually going out, um, it's, yeah, it's on the screen, I can tell you. It's going out on Christmas Eve at 9 o'clock and 1pm on Christmas Day. So, uh, yeah, Christmas Eve, 9pm, the best of the interviews and clips of 2022. Uh, you can uh, listen to those and do some 1 p.m. on Christmas Day. A nice message from Blind Dave Healy as well. Yes, good afternoon. All the listeners, uh, happy Christmas. He does. Depot's been in touch. He's listening in Calgary, Alberto. You can come over and see us uh, one year deep. I know he's been a long term listener. Sanjay, likewise, he says uh, he might try and join us over from the States one year. So uh, thanks. For listening this afternoon, let's speak to some more talk sport listeners. Who we got with? We got Andy, Andy Harris. We got Ricky Ross, of course, the fine uh, vocalist, mm. and Andy Rogers. Good afternoon to you all, guys. Good afternoon. Let's start with uh, Andy Harris. Um, Andy, let's find out a bit more about you. Well, we've got to um, start with the claim to fame. It's yes. Now, I, I said you are you are the star of a Bond film. No, no, I didn't quite put that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not as quite as good as the Berlin Wall either. But no. <laughs> it was back in the day, um, ninety seven. I think it was um, a pal of ours was the um, PA to Piers Brosnan um, wow. and I was a bit down on my luck at the time and needed to earn some money so he said look do you want to come along and do some um, extra work Yeah, wear a dinner suit etc etc and that's what we did it sounds glamorous, but please believe me, it's it's what, not. What was the role? You were, you were kind of roommate, where you were in yeah, a room. Yeah, we were just... Uh, you were at a d- yeah. posh do that posh James Bond was at. Posh party and just yeah. milling around. And you just, you know, you were nowhere near the actors, thank goodness, because if you were, you kept getting called back. Right. But we would just would stand around and you'd have to say rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. So it okay. made it look like you were talking because you... Three or four. Do you really dogs. say that, or was that just an example? Well, no, of what you, you tried might... to talk about different things, yeah. but you run out of things. Why do they keep saying rhubarb? <laughs> 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 well, yeah. now you know. You can end up in one of those. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, when the film comes out, you know, I've watched it and I'm not yeah. in it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not no, in it, even so in the background, you couldn't even see yourself in the background. No, I knew where I was. Well, I knew where I was when the film was, or when you know, when we could see the scene that we were in. Yeah. And it was filmed. Down in Slough on a big office block mm. uh, over a course of a weekend. I think it was a bank holiday weekend, and it was all done at night, uh, you know, through the night and into yeah. the early morning. And it was it was torturous because all you could do is eat and drink soft drinks. Of course, and it sounds it sounds yeah. like it sounds torturous. <laughs> but yeah, but it was great money though. Well, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ever get the chance to do something mm. like that, yeah. For one or two nights, great, but don't do it permanently yeah. because it's just. But it, well paid, you said, Andy. Oh, the money's good, good, is it? I think it was, and I am going from memory, which yeah. is not very good anyway. But it was somewhere like seven hundred fifty pound a night. Wow! Yeah, when you go paid. back to ninety seven, and you got to eat and drink. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh yeah. What about queued up with good. the likes of Piers Brosnan and? Um, I love the fact that he still has to queue. Yeah, but no wonder people become professional extras. I was reading about one last week. They've done about yeah. two thousand appearances. This yeah. couple. Yeah. Wow. Well, we got another. Oh, that's a, I don't know if I can deviate, but we got another friend that mm. um, is slightly older than us who does lots of talk, um, lots of uh, extra work, and he was in. Legend film, and we can see him in the back of the bar. Oh, right. It's the craze movie, yeah. Huh? Was that the, the craze movie? Yeah, that's yes, the yeah, one, yeah. yeah. 
and her, he was he he does lots of that sort of thing. And we can always oh, there's Del, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of them sort of thing. It's, it was good fun, I suppose, oh, in the end, and it helped me out of a hole. So excellent, yeah, good I'm old never, Piers um, Brosnan. Mm. He yeah. cashed you up at the end, did he? Like someone on a yeah, fairground yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got a load of got a load of greasy fifties out of his back. <laughs> yeah, 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 don't forget, I wore a dinner suit, so you got yeah. more for that as well. <laughs> oh, nice. Fantastic. Um, you're a Chelsea fan. Oh, absolutely. that's right. Yeah. Um, you ever spotted our own Andy Jacobs at the ground? Have you ever? Well, seen? this is the, this is where the difference comes. Andy's mm. a pr- true fan. And yeah. Goes. Andy and I yeah. are supporters. So please, yeah, please, but please, I, since uh, I started to, to give me another month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I need to talk to you about that. But ever since the seventy seventy one cup final, wow, where it was Leeds, that is quite a fallow period you're yeah. talking about. There, if you've not been since, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, that's okay, sorry. Okay, right, sorry. You know, my went off them. Went off them after they won something <laughs> yeah. in nineteen seventy. Well, my cousins come down from Bradford, support, Bradford supporting Leeds, mm. so I was left with Chelsea, and that's how it is. Oh wow, uh, Andy, Andy Rogers, the other Andy you talked about, says in his bio, "I'm a competent helicopter pilot." I'm thinking that's how I like my helicopter. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> so glad. It's, it's the incompetent ones you've got to worry about. <laughs> wow, we. So um, you haven't got your own helicopter, have you, Andy? I'll t- I've got. I've got several. Um, more, more, more than I would like my wife to know about. Wow. Um, but they're all radio controlled. Oh, okay. Oh, just for me, you had us going then. I was going to say you hadn't read to the end, did you? Piers Brosnan asking for a sub. Yeah. <laughs> what about that? You boys played. Uh, football together as kids, is that right or not? Uh, Are you, no, you used to meet no, a Bushy no, no. Rangers? Yeah, Bushy no. Rangers was our, was our local football club. Right. And um, Andy uh, is a few years oh. older than me, but he was a local DJ. Oh, wow. Boogaloo. So, um, I used to go Wheels to of Steel. Yeah, I used to go to Andy's discos when I was a kid. Wow, we. And uh, that's how we became friends. What was the set list, Andy? Can you remember? What would you kick off with? What was a floor filler in your ear as oh, a DJ? God, back in the day, yeah. Now it'd be something like my boy Lollipop and you'd throw lollies out. You oh, couldn't okay. do that Quite now. One. Oh, Jeff Peters is listening. You should <laughs> learn something <laughs> from this, Jeff. <laughs> throw lollipops after yeah. a bit of Millie yeah, and then... You, and then you've got to tackle it. the claim to fame. Claim to fame. You once sat on the Queen's oh, toilet. Yeah. Now, quite possibly the King's toilet. Was it at Buckingham Palace? It was. The, uh, it, was it was in the Royal Box, actually. When I, when I left school, I was fortunate enough to get a job uh, as an apprentice electrician with yeah. a local firm and um, they did uh, extensive work at Wembley Stadium I mm. was there for probably 10 years on and off and um, you pretty much had the run of the place so mm. you could go in the dressing rooms and walk around and probably some people's dream really mm. and I managed to track down the Royal Box and the Queen's Toilet so she has her own toilet had her own toilet had a pink seat and I used to use it on quite a regular basis <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I, think that's I just write down treason <laughs> <laughs> Question mark because obviously we'll have to. Everybody's legal here. I'll have to check that. I, 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 drew, the, I drew the line at le- leaving any graffiti. Or, yeah, well, you can't like put that on the on the door, can you? <laughs> she didn't have any graffiti on the no, door. What sort of toilet paper did she use? What sort of toilet paper? Uh, I'm fascinated because you can, you know, like you can buy a very expensive toilet paper. Yeah, I would imagine they. I imagine they. I imagine she didn't buy it herself. In our old building, we used to have an accountant who decided that we we should our toilet paper was too expensive so we had to have a thinner when he found the thinnest one possible yeah I don't think the Queen's in quite the same no, cash strap situation from memory I think it was a selection there was a yeah. soft roll there and there was also the, you know the old stuff we used to oh, use yeah. at school for tracing paper 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it wasn't very good at his okay. job. Well, number this, is, this has taken a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> but, um, we've got more classic clips. We'll have a chat with Ricky Ross from Deacon Blue. That's not that one. It's another one very shortly. Andy Smart's going to join us as well. Um, but before that, let's give you a couple more clips. Uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, number it's, 14. It's, it's Beaky. Jeff, talking to Jeff Peters there. It's his, uh, Jeff's the only one who knows what the final score was in this one. It's Beaky with, yes, it's that uh, Northampton-Mansfield score. Okay, Mansfield 1, Northampton 0 in that uh, other player. Sorry, Mansfield 0, Northampton 1. Mansfield 0, Northampton 1. Day getting the goal after 40 minutes play. Uh, Northampton 0, Mansfield 1. I beg your pardon, let me get it right. Northampton 0, Mansfield 1 in uh, that other playoff semi final which is going on today. That's the Division 3 playoff semi final. So it's Mansfield 0, Northampton 1. Sorry, it's Ma- Northampton nil, Mansfield one. Let me get it absolutely right in that other playoff uh, semi-final, which is going on today. Yeah, still none the wiser. Only Jeff. We have to wait for Jeff to tell us every year. It's part of the Christmas tradition. Um, yes, now Mark Saggers was known for his fantastic build-ups. Oh, the big to build kickoff. Yeah. Um, generally, they were faultless. This one went slightly awry. When the night is cloudy, there is still a light that shines on me. Speaking words of wisdom. Let it be Mickey Quinn and Jim Proudford on Sky on Talksport tonight. Oh, so such a shame, gross. wasn't it? It was going so well. And this is probably the, uh, along with uh, Andy Niemi's finish. This is probably the classic of all classic clips. Mm. Uh, many people tell us it's their their favourite. Uh, Jamie Carragher in the past said he absolutely loved this one. So if you are listening, Jay, this, this afternoon, this one is for you and all the lovers of the infamous Gary Bushell. Uh, Alan Brazil, Mike Parry chat about uh, Bob Monghouse. Oh, I feel a bit of a fraud today. Why? Because I wasn't watching any TV last night. I was at the filming of the BAFTA tribute for Bob Monghouse over at the BBC. Is that right? But that was a bit of fun. Oh, I mean, there were some really nice contributions from a lot of good people, including some of the best of the younger comics around now. You like Jack D, Jimmy Carr, Steve Coogan. Yeah. And, and the clips were absolutely sensational. They got all these greatest one-liners, his mm. acting roles nostalgia by the bucket. I mean, you forget he was in things like Carry On Sergeant, mm. and as well as... Well, uh, many people, Gary, forget that he's one of the greatest stand-up comics you've ever seen. Oh, I, yeah, I saw yeah. him years ago when I was still a reporter in Chester, and at the time we only knew him as the host of The Golden Shot or whatever, you know? I tell you what, he's got a great, uh, you know, if he has to, he can do a blue version as well, which is meant to be fantastic. Oh, yes, yes, in fact, you can get those on, on oh, um, video still, on DVD probably now. Um, this, this, this show goes out the weekend after next on BBC One. You're absolutely, you, you're absolutely right. You're left with no doubt that Monkhouse was yeah. a giant. Yeah, sure. But oh, no, no, absolutely. Gary, what about Bob's health now? Uh, he died, um, at Christmas. I think Mr. Brazil was um, just just looking a little bit back there rather than forward. Well, yeah, we, we right. That's to to see, see, I, yeah. I heard uh, yeah. two different versions I mean, of yeah. it, to be the honest. Te- the, te- the terrible thing Two was different was versions, I was told. <laughs> People were going around saying Bob was still didn't. alive. <laughs> <laughs> two different versions. What Mr. Brazil was doing, that's great. Good old Mike getting his mate out of a hole. Well, yeah, so uh, yeah, much loved clip there. Jeff Peters has been in touch. It was Northampton, Neil Mansfield, one. Thank you, Jeff. By the way, just to clear that, he always also sends his regards to uh, Stephen Ramage, who we spoke to earlier on. It's still all there on the Berlin Wall. And Ricky Ross, who we're going to chat to now. Two old pals from the Ibiza days, mm. he says. And Ricky, good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, yeah, you, how, how do you know Jeff? You got any dirt on him you can share for the, the yeah. national radio audience? He liked 
the ladies. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's, good that's, news. that's not a massive surprise. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, what? You guys were just what, going there yeah. to as not working because he DJs, of course. That's yeah. right, Bill. Um, yeah, we did uh, seasons in Ibiza. Steve and I were out there. Stevie. Uh, lasted one season he got sacked and uh, <laughs> from See, his he can't defend himself he's had his little rep job and uh, I stayed on for another four seasons working in the bars wow. so um, yeah you are a much travelled man and uh, you've got some stories haven't you you've met a f- some of the people you've rubbed shoulders with on your travels yeah well I met Diego Maradona wow. when I was in Ibiza and that was in Pasha I don't remember much about being in Ibiza but I definitely remember Diego Maradona Most. I was in Pasha it was World Cup final night, 1998. Me and my two friends were in. And uh, one of my friends was from Grimsby. And there was a bit of commotion at the VIP area. And I turned around to him and said, what's going on there? And he just went, it's that bleep Maradona walked away. Wow. Being English, obviously. Wasn't right, okay. happy. But obviously he's a bit yeah, of a hero right from your yeah. point. <laughs> and I just, and I went, of course, of course. Steamed right in there <clears> and uh, <throat> shook the hand of God. Well, yeah. it was his other hand, but uh, yeah. Did you say thank you? Thank you for what you did <laughs> yeah. in 86? Yeah, I was just uh, give some sort of stupid, uh, yeah, stupid hand wow. gesture. Uh, Muhammad Ali as well. Yeah, I was in uh, New York. He used to live in New York. We were down in the East Village. A couple of my friends came over and visited me, and uh, we were just walking down there, and we <clears> seen <throat> like, a limo pulled up, and there was a bit of like, paparazzi everywhere, a bit of, you know, and we thought, who's that? We just... I squeezed again. I'm good at this. I squeezed into the crowd, and um, <clears throat> I didn't shake his hand. It was I like to say I was standing in his personal space because I was wow. standing right next to him. And he's done that. And he stood in the personal space of now King Charles, didn't you? I and did. You, you didn't talk. I to met him. Muhammad Ali as well. Yeah. I did shake his hand. So you stood. I've got one up on well, you. You stood, <laughs> in, you stood in mixed company and nodded while the king I know, talked I about um, dry stone wall. I know. I should have. I, I, I cheekied out. I was going to chat to him. And I, I took the you day can off. ask him a question. You took the day off from work to stand. <laughs> in the vicinity of King Charles as Prince Charles as he was then and nodded as he said well these he had a nice suit on well he would do wouldn't he, he? Would was do. it Prince of Wales check yeah, it was actually I'm sure, <laughs> sure it probably was and uh, Eric yeah, Cantona yeah. Eric Cantona yeah I was working in a bar in Edinburgh and it was when he was still playing for United at the time and we went downstairs after work and there was this club and there was a rumour that he was in I didn't believe it because I thought he was playing the next again day it was a Friday night Anyway, I had to go, ran from a bus and literally bumped into him. Wow. Right, and at a point where I was like, oh, sorry. And he shook his hand, chatting away to him. And, and you weren't looking for Eric? Yeah, I wasn't, no. <clears throat> and uh, embarrassing. Stars you've bumped into. My best one was Gary, the late great Gary Mason, the boxer. And I was coming, in, coming out of Denmark Street on the Charing Cross Road and I wasn't really looking and nor was he and obviously I nearly landed on my backside he was a lot bigger than me it's more solid <laughs> is that, so you were bumping us and go oh sorry Gary because I recognised him straight away like I'd known him all my life anyway probably doesn't take us anywhere but um, I was the second pair of Russian soldiers feet Chasing Bond down the runway at the start of Goldeneye, says uh, Simon in Reading. I've also been dining out on the Bond star claim for nearly uh, 30 years. So Andy's not the only one who's saying he's a star of a Bond film, but thank you very much for that, Simon. <laughs> and the um, other two you've met are Denzel Washington and Irvin Welsh. It strikes me you're on the wrong show. You should be on Piers Morgan's live Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you love your darts. We yeah. just talked about the darts with Mark there. You, you're a decent player. Yeah, well, um, I'm average, yeah. I play in the GDL, it's the Graded Darts League. Right. And it's been starting the last couple of years. And uh, so, yeah, I play online and uh, play against people from all over. I pretty much played focus. Online darts? Online darts, yeah. And the GDL is, uh, yeah, it's up and coming. There's just, 
So I played the guy in America, I played the guy in Germany. So had you, really s- had you set it all up? Do you kind of... Um... Yeah, I've got a webcam right. uh, on a stick and uh, it's just showing my board and then my opponent plays in his bedroom, right. links up to like, a website. What's the stop you bringing the ringer in? Like Barney comes in your house <laughs> and, stuff, and you just have a shot of the board, then you walk up and take the darts out. Like nothing. It's a bit like Colin's old trust people. darts, isn't it, back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, I love the darts. Yeah. Love the darts. And you support the England cricket team, which as a Scotsman is quite unusual. Is that from Mike Dennis? No, I'm like <laughs> Ali McCoist. You know, Ali McCoist's a fully-fledged member of the Scots Barmy Army, so he always says. But no, I got into cricket. I'm quite new to cricket. Um mm. Being in Australia, I used to live in Australia, so I'd only knew like ten years or something. But you know, I just I just love it, and obviously back in a team yeah. in uh, England, and after living in Australia, well, I wouldn't back them, you know, because um, so yeah, I do. I love I love the cricket. People like you, Ricky, make me realise what a boring life I've had. <laughs> Sitting next to Andy for twenty years, <laughs> <laughs> and then coming up very shortly, another man who's had an incredible life, Andy Smart. He's got a story for everything, Andy. Um, we will be chatting very shortly about. He's, he does something every Christmas that we chat about on the show that hopefully you can help with listeners as well. We'll chat to Andy very shortly. Before that, though, thank you, Ricky. Bye. Thanks very much. Good to chat to you, um, Ray Stubbs and Andrew McKenna on Talks. Yeah, name dropper. Sorry? Only a name dropper, that's right. So I have to write something down about a name dropper. Definitely, Andy, thanks for that. Oh, uh, yeah, um, Ray Stubbs, Andrew McKenna. Bit of classic bants between the two and bit of to and fro. Let's look at the first ODI now with TalkSport 2's Andrew McKenna. Macca, good to talk to you. Morning, Stubbs. I was quite enjoying your debate, actually. I think I'll just shut up and let you carry on for a bit. <laughs> Tell us about the cricket. Yeah, not, not massively keen to play Macca, right, at, at the moment. Uh, I love this, I love this. Clip. Uh, it's Darren Goff uh, with a happy competition winner. We have a winner, don't we, Goffy? Yes, Yay! we have. Darren's Congratulations, our Darren. You've just won a break to Turkey for you and a mate from Gatwick. <laughs> what if you haven't got a mate from Gatwick? You can't go. You can't that, was go. The, that was the rules of the competition. Uh, this was at one of those moments when everybody in the studio thought the mic was off, but it wasn't quite. It's Alan Brazil. I think one of his many autobiographies should be called this. <laughs> Alvin here with us, with Ronnie and I, right through to 10 o'clock, taking your calls, 08717 your texts and emails. Travel next. <clears throat> Jaffa cake on? No, it's wet. <laughs> He's a very generous man. Jaffa cake, anyone? Uh, and finally, this is like a scene from the Woody Allen film, Bananas. It was uh, Tony Cascarino, a fluent French speaker from his time over there, was brought in to do a bit of um, French translation for Robbie Perez, but kind of got lost in the moment. Listen to this. What is it about the Arsenal that makes you feel at home? Yes. Uh, I like it, uh, England. I like it, uh, London. And uh, for me, for me, Arsenal, I think is a is the best is the best club in the, in this country. Yes, um, I like Arsenal very much. I love living in London, and uh, I, th- I feel that Arsenal is the best club in the country. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good job. He translated. We would have been struggling otherwise. <laughs> Fantastic. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you want some candy, I'll bring you the candy. Shake hands with Santa Claus. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We can't call it the Christmas Eve show. It is the Eve of Christmas show where we invite the TalkSport listeners in and, uh, yeah, a couple of glasses of port, play some classic clips, tell a few stories, find out more about the TalkSport listeners. And every year... This Andy, is actually last year's show. We're just playing yeah, we're just it, playing out. it out again, yeah. Um, and it, it's been virtual the last couple of years, obviously, because of the pandemic, but it's nice to invite some of the listeners in once again. But, and Andy Smart always pops in and sees us. Ball runner, comedy store player... Cheese chaser, Cresta runner, Farnborough fan and commentator uh, these days. Oh, yes. And uh, Andy, good afternoon. Lovely to see afternoon, you. Afternoon, boys. You, um, you, you, you pop in every Christmas uh, because every Christmas you work for Crisis at Christmas, don't you? That's right. Yeah, I've, This is my 16th year. Um, when I started in 2007, there was only one shelter in London and uh, now it's about six or seven. So wow. it's, it's getting worse, the problem. and. I, I think we all know whose fault that is. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll be start. Uh, the, the, the actual crisis starts. To, the shelters open tonight, twenty third, and they run till the eighth. Uh, and then I'll be doing the twenty seventh to the eighth. Right. And uh, and then some of the guests will be allowed to stay on in the in some of the hotels that we've we've actually got hotels this year rather than in the old days we used to take over a school and they'd have one hundred and fifty people sleeping in the main hall sort of thing but now we're very lucky we've got some hotels around London and, and a few other cities in this country as oh, well. good and how, how do they become guests then over the Christmas well, period well uh, if they're homeless <coughs> and they're, they're mm. usually when they're, they're contacted on the street and then they'll be given the address of a, a, a day centre and then if they go to the day centre to keep warm and get some soup at lunchtime they usually get told about crisis at Christmas and they get referred to us and uh, the the hotel I'm working in uh, has got about 350 guests coming this year, and it's uh, it's a chance for them to come in, see doctors, get their hair cut, get some new clothes. Uh, we get they get a TB check, they get uh, they can see a podiatrist, and they can see the the uh, job and uh, sort of housing people as well. Mm. So it's a chance to get them in and try and get them off the streets. I mean, some of them don't want to get off the streets, but. 
Um, it's up to them, I suppose. So, we, yeah, we we have quite a good... We had about 40% success rate last year, which was very good. And so, I mean, meaning what? Basically, people just turning their lives around and not finding back hostels the streets. And, yeah, yeah, finding, yeah, yeah, finding them places to stay and, yeah. Just and you've get, seen it you've over those 16 years. You've told us before, Andy, you've seen that, that difference that that little period over Christmas makes to people's lives. It makes lives. so much difference, especially after the cold spell we've just had. It's uh, they, 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 it's a chance for them to recharge their batteries and, and to get cleaned <clears> up and to get <throat> sorted out before the, the real winter mm. hits. And it's just a great chance for us to get them some housing, basically, and get them off the streets because we don't want people out there sleeping no. rough. And talking of haircuts, when you walked in today, I said to you, your hair looks nice. And you said there's a reason for that. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm now going out with Judith, who's a hairstylist. Yes, <laughs> it really shows. It does, it it's shows. It's incredible. It shows. And she's been... Yeah, she, was work, she worked for uh, Vogue, and she's uh, worked at uh, Harvey Nichols in their hair wow. salon. And, yeah, she's uh, she's, cut she's some, quaffered some of the stars. Some very famous people, yes, over the Can years. Can you tell us she's any had, of oh, I think she's had Richard, Richard Gere, she's done, and... Uh, hmm. Yeah. She's done uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson from Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought that was a wig. I thought we had a syrup. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Ted, if you're listening. But maybe <laughs> she just actually. put it in a jiffy bag and sent it from Boston, <laughs> from, from Cheers. <laughs> you want to go where everybody knows you're bald, yeah, exactly. is the old song goes. Yeah. <laughs> and this year, you've got a slightly new role at Christ. You're, you're on the door. Uh, well, no, I've, I've, oh, I've been, been graduating, I've been sort of moving towards the door because that's the best place to <laughs> right. be. I can have a fag any time I want then because <laughs> yeah. I'm outside. That's so uh, I've now become sort of the tobacco king. And what I do is I save all the bits of tobacco in the, in, in the pouches because I, I roll my own uh, over the sort of six months leading up to crisis and I hand them out to the guests when they're short of tobacco. And uh, so I'm known as the tobacco king yeah. on the door, yeah. So, I mean, you must hear some, you know, some uh, sad uh, but fascinating life stories well, the, when yeah, you're out uh, on the that resili- The resilience you hear from some of the guests. I mean, there was one guy, uh, uh, Ken, who was... Uh, his his father died and uh, he obviously didn't have any money and uh, they eventually got in touch with him and um, he missed the f- he'd missed the funeral but he wanted to pay his respects to his dad who lived in Leeds so he walked from London to Leeds it took him three weeks God. with a full pack on his back put wow. some flowers on the grave turned round and, and walked back another three weeks wow. so he did he did four hundred mile round trip wow. in six weeks just just you know on on his own walking. Yeah, they're incredible, the resilience. And but, but he's a great story because he actually ended up. We found him a job, got him a house, uh, and he he ended up working. He's now working in Knightsbridge as a chef for a family in, uh, uh, who come over sort of once or twice a year. Wow, and he looks after the, fact the rest of the time. Yeah, what a great oh, that's a fantastic yeah, that's story. And he, he's that's been story. back and 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 volunteered. Yeah, you know, because when they, when we do have a success like that, they do tend to come back and help out the next Christmas. It's great. Excellent. Now, Christ is doing something every year, Christ at Christmas, as you say, and they, they it's a clever marketing campaign because they come up with a figure and yeah. they give you a donation figure. Of, uh, I mean, you can, you can do multiple gifts, but one gift is £29.7p. So what does that do? Well, that basically gets uh, it guarantees them that they're going to have a good meal over Christmas, and it helps us with sort of providing all the food and snacks. And we, have, I mean, I do the nights, and we have a tea bar running all night, so that provides the the, the coffees and the the milk and everything. So you're basically just giving them a comfortable stay over Christmas. If you, I know, I realise that times are hard this year with the the. the the crisis we've got going on in, the, in about money, and if people haven't got that much money, they they, they can just give us 
small amounts they can give uh, any i mean if uh, just a pound would be great yeah it's just it's just such a good charity to to uh, to keep these people off the streets you'll get them off the streets crisis.org.uk yeah. is the address if you would like to donate it's very simple the home page does give you that 2907 and multiples of but you can do whatever you like as andy says if you can't afford that much at the moment but you can give something, then just click on the website and um, make your donation. And so you start the 28th, Andy. I start the 28th, but it starts tonight at the 23rd. Yeah. Good luck to all those doing the night shift tonight. Absolutely. We'll chat more because you are, you, mm. you're a commentator for uh, Farnborough, <laughs> Co-Coms. Yeah. Co-Com with Ben Shoveler. Yeah, That's Don't right. do the joke again. He was very upset after <laughs> the last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Shoveler. I mean, it's a tough no, 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 what's, it? he, what's he known as in the dressing room? No, of course ben. not. No, Ben, sorry. We don't mean it. Ben. We don't mean it, Ben. Um, anyway, we'll hear from some more TalkSport listeners. We'll have a Falls panel for you. Let's have a couple more clips. And Frost Nixon, of course, was a fantastic film. A very kind of uh, detailed mm. forensic interview between oh, very much so. two famous people. This is quite similar. It's The Moose with Carlos Tevez. <laughs> the Manchester United players are just literally walking past me right now. In fact, I'm walking up to Carlos Tevez. See if he can grab a quick word. I bet he's busy. Edwin van der Sar's walking past me. Carlos, good luck this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Carlos Tevez saying thank you to be wishing you luck. Yeah, lovely. What a beautiful interview that <laughs> was. Really good. We learned a lot about no, the man. Russ Hargreaves. Yes, you do uh, like this one. The I do, I love this one. Trouble with the line. Trouble it? with the line, yeah. yeah. Pleased to say that K.R. Nair, Chief Cricket Writer at Golf News out in Dubai, joins us. Uh, K.R., oh. thank you for coming on the show. Good morning. How are you? Hello, K.R. We appear to have lost K.R. Nair for just a second. We will bring him back. But just to give you further details on that, England winning the match in the end by four wickets. And K.R. rejoins me. And uh, just mentioning Ben Stokes there, um, big statement saying that England can now become the best ODI team in the world again. Hello, K.R. K.R. Nair, hello. Yeah. Hello, mate. We've got Hello. you back. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, got off. Uh, that's fine. We've got you back. Just saying about Ben Stokes and his statement about England being hopefully the best in the world again soon. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> he used he does... to write about rugby league. He was whole KR. I'm sure he was. <laughs> it's, it sounds like Spike Milligan, doesn't it? Like Blue Bottle. <laughs> it KR. He was winding him up. <laughs> One for the kids. And um, yeah, now, now and again, you do get a bit of a curveball when you're doing a bit of phone in radio. And this is Alan when he was about 12, getting slightly thrown by this caller. Uh, let's go to London and Neil uh, at the moment. No one disagreeing. Neil, good morning. Welcome to Talk Sport. Good morning, Alan. Hi. Uh, greetings to a fellow Celt. Thank you. I was sorry the kilted warriors weren't in Euro 2000. <laughs> well, anyway, they were close, but um, I'm not sure how well Scotland would have done as well when you look at that last four. It's very questionable. Uh, on the general point, I would say that uh, sport has become far too pressurised and high profile. Right. And I would say that sport needs a completely new direction. Uh, in fact, I think the whole world needs a new direction uh, to simplify it and make get back to the simple innocent little things of life and believe it or not alan i think it soon will get it with the second coming of christ to right, i take your point neil let's go down to Watford. <laughs> yeah, take do, do take your point on the second coming of the lord good point well made um and this is uh, a great moment often it's an old staple of radio isn't it great moments in sporting history you reflect yes. on those it might be on this day Absolutely, right, Andy. Yeah, of course. and this was uh, quinny with a very unique take on a great sporting moment 
And I'd, I'd like to go back to, uh, when was it, Beaky? 19, was it 47, Jesse Owens, when he ran in the Olympics? I would have, no, it would have Munich. been before the... Uh, Munich, was it? Yes, it would have been, it was before the war. 43, was, was it? 43? Was, uh, was it 44? I can't remember. Anyway, no, it wouldn't have been during... When the, Hitler was watching anyway. That's right, it would have been. And the look on Hitler's face, and I'd love to be standing next to him when Jesse Owens won and say, mm. stick that up your kilt, Adolf. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Simon Sharma brothers, wasn't it? Berlin, 1936, yes. I think. I don't like the idea of Hitler watching in 1947. <laughs> uh, we're joined now, This Old Heart of Mine, what a great song that was, the Woosley Brothers. Remember them? <laughs> they're, they're Britain's foremost Isley Brothers tribute Summer act. Breeze. They are Summer Breeze, yeah. Um, harvest for the world, etc. Um, yet yeah, John and Paul Woosley, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I can see the resemblance. <laughs> Although you're not twins, are you? are not the first you? to say no. that. No. Um, you've brought in a program. You are Woking fans first, and you'll be gutted we to are. have missed. We came to Fletch. Ben Fletcher, yeah. 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 Fletch. He's had the day off today. Yeah. He's Fletch will be gutted to miss you. Yes, yeah. he would. He would have, have found out that Phil Collins and his family are Woking fans. Huh? No. Fant- oh, really? Oh, come on. How many teams they support? <laughs> <laughs> now that we've had a bit of old firm rivalry kicking off earlier, now it's non-league rivalry. Talky fan next door. Well, we we nearly got to play Woking in the in the trophy. If we'd won on Tuesday and they'd won their game, but we both managed to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would, it would have been a nice time. So you you brought in a program, um, yes. yeah, of yeah. The, and uh, an old Woking program. The two of you featured in when you were yes. a fair bit younger then. I we think it's fair to say the match. Yes, it was yeah. our 40th anniversary of our first ever match. Wow, we that's how old oh, so you? That's why they did the put you in the program because yeah. you sponsored the match. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Presented with a signed shirt as well with our names on. I take it you're locals or what? What? I mean, you you're yeah, from we, that part of the world? Brought up. Jake as well, you know, four miles on the ground here. Yeah. Wow. And uh, you, you enjoying life as a Woking fan these days? Good? <laughs> yeah. This Loving season's it. brilliant, yeah. yeah. We're, we're punching as high as we can, I think. That's good. I love this yeah. bit. There's a decent clip of my superbly catching the ball at Tranmere versus Woking. Fun enough, we can <laughs> find it. Yeah. No, we looked, we looked everywhere. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tranmere so v-, v-, v Woking. What was the score? Only Jeff Peters knows. Yeah. <laughs> was it one of those where you kind of suddenly yeah. stood up and grabbed I it? I didn't or? have to stand up. I was sitting in my seat. Yeah. And the ball came, and I was way up the back of a, the stand, mm. and I just sat in my seat, and the ball dropped into my hands. And, and unfortunately, it, it was a woking shot. Ah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. Now, you, you, you've got a business, old football games. Yeah, well, not a business, it's a hobby. Oh, okay. An irrational love of old football games. So what kind of things are we talking about? Anything, Roy. Sort of... well, it starts with the obvious, Sabutio, Striker. Yeah. Wembley, do you remember that? Wembley, one? big yes. league was it? Big yeah, league, big league, Chad, Chad Valley, big yeah. league. Yeah, I um, had striker. I had a mate who had big league, and we go. I'd go around his house in the summer holidays. I'd take striker around big league because striker uh, uh, kids. Yeah, if you're listening, this was a football game on a little pitch, and you push the heads of the players down. They kick the ball. It was it was real yeah. state of the art. Never mind uh, FIFA. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was state of the art stuff. And, yeah. and big league, you put you pulled the leg pulled back. The, leg the players were slightly bigger. On the side, yeah. Uh, it's up to um, the collections up to over four hundred different wow. football games now. And you source games. as well, don't you? Sometimes, uh, John, yeah. you, you find if you, if you or Paul, people want a bit of help, they you try yeah. and find old games for them. Yeah, games spares. Uh, in fact, one only last week, I had a guy contact me whose father invented one of the games that I have. Oh. Uh, and, and the guy was practically in tears because like for 20, 20 years he yeah. never yeah. found a copy of the game that his dad uh, invented and what sold. was it called? Soccer Strat wow. from 1972 endorsed by Bobby Moore 
Wow. Um, wasn't a success, and I think that's why it quickly disappeared. And I happened to have a couple of the games, so he came round um, and so reminisced can, about his father. It was a strategy was game, was it? I it take wasn't it, was actually. It no, no? I, I think that's partly why it failed. Right. Um, it, it was a poor man's Sabutio, I think. It was you right. kind of flicked the play. Hell of a marketing slogan yeah. to use, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But to call it soccer strat, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You think it was but soccer no. strat? I yeah, thought it, it sounded a bit. Bit, a bit dull, but so you've um, got a website oldfootballgames.co.uk. Can people go and see all the different? Yeah, games? they can. Right, yeah, so yeah. four hundred yeah. plus old football games and on there on Facebook as well. Old football yeah. games. You can uh, Do you get them out it. Christmas Day. Stop. No, 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 no. It's just it's just an irrational hobby. I wow. just love the Incredible. artwork, the design. And the um, word is, maybe you should ask Chloe, but the word is uh, that the kids like these sort of more tactile things. There's something come, they're kind of moving away from the technology. Yeah, but, and when, yeah. when they do get, you know, Dad gets the Sabutio out or whatever, they enjoy playing it. Yeah, enjoy playing on it, treading on the players. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that was always a staple of Christmas morning, wasn't it? Sort of granddad picking bits of uh, Sabutio player out of his feet. That's very true. <laughs> well, guys, thank you. We'll catch up uh, a little bit later on. Uh, there's uh, Paul and John, the uh, Woking fans. They uh, will pass on your best to Fletch. Should we squeeze a couple more clips in? I'll look at the producer. He's up for that. So, yeah, this is Mike Parry struggling to uh, pronounce the word peanuts. <laughs> I enjoy a packet of peanuts with a, a pint of shandy. I know where you're now, coming now from. Now, I want to know what the peanuts are first. So people think I'm mad. I go into the pub and say, hi, how are you doing? What can I get you, sir? I said, well, first of all, what sort of peanuts do you sell? <laughs> <laughs> peanuts, Mike. <laughs> peanuts. He does it deliberately, doesn't he? I'm I sure don't, he does. I, the thing is, if he did, <laughs> he, he does it. I mean, it's, no, I don't think doesn't. he does. Um, um, yes, this, this is, is an old a, classic, Alan, isn't it? It is an old classic, Alan. Something he does a lot, but this, uh, this was the original one. It was. Uh, Russell, question two. Which ocean goes to the deepest depth? <laughs> deepest, deepest depth. depth. It's a bit Sylvester about our at times. And, uh, yeah, this was uh, Quinny setting up a bit of a cool subject for the listeners. And off the back of Saga's man bag, we hear that producer Skagsy wore a pair of Ugg boots. What are they? Ugg boots? <laughs> I'll tell you about those in a minute. OK, on Boxing Day. He took them back the next day after getting so much abuse from his mates. We want to know, what's your biggest fashion... Fox Paz. <laughs> <laughs> he should have translated for Robert Pierce. He should have, yes. It was a bit more of a linguistic Fox Paz, wasn't it, really? Now, uh, we, we, our, our two newsreaders today, Charlotte and Ellie, doing a fine job. But uh, now and again, uh, the, the uh, newsreaders get a bit lost. Uh, maybe haven't written down exactly what they want to say and get a little bit lost in the moment. This is a classic example from Daisy Gray. Manchester City surrendered a two-goal lead to draw 2-0 with Tottenham in the Premier League's late game. It means they're now nine points behind leaders Chelsea, who play tomorrow. Earlier, Wayne Rooney became the best one-all record and to Bobby Charlton. That's the latest. I'm Daisy Gray. What? Wayne Rooney became the best one-all record and Sir Bobby Charlton. No, me neither. And uh, we'll go out in this hour on an absolute classic. Um, mm. The man that uh, apparently is in it is now claiming he, he meant it all along. Well, he's oh, obviously yeah, sure. as good an actor as Mike Barry. <laughs> um, this was a call to Arthur Orbiston on the Scottish phone-in. They were talking Scotland goalkeepers. I'm phoning, you know, about Craig Brown's selection for the Scotland squad. Yep. I, um, he must know that Hearts have got a good team. We we get Colin Cameron in the squad, mm-hmm. Stephen Presley. Yep. I just don't know why for at least three seasons he's been ignoring Antinemi. Antinemi? Aye, I don't know why he doesn't get a game. <laughs> for Scotland? Aye. He's from Finland. He's what? He's Finnish, isn't he? He's not finished. He's only 
28? No, I'm not finished. He's from Finland. What do you mean? That's where he, he, his nationality is f- Finnish. He's from Finland. He's not Scottish? No. Oh, I thought he was Scottish. <laughs> well, a brilliant acting, uh, I'm not so sure, listening back. Seems pretty authentic to me. Good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Our traditional Christmas Eve party, of course, uh, brought forward a day early. We invite some of the Talk Sport listeners into the studio. We play all the classic... I'm coming back tomorrow back afternoon. I'm doing oh, you it really? all again, yeah. Oh, fantastic, you lucky boy. <laughs> we will pop up. I think we're going to be um, the um, referees on Autobiography Wars tomorrow. We'll be I never understand that. Wrote thing. in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did it once before. I didn't know what was going on. OK, well, uh, well, we'll explain all to you with Charlie and Max, I think about quarter of 11 uh, tomorrow. And uh, we said Christmas Eve is the first time you can hear the best of 2022, all the clips and interviews, favourite interviews from 2022, and that will go out on Christmas Day at uh, 1 p.m. as well. But we've got the Fools panel. It's back after all this time. Uh, in it, we try and guess the scores of uh, some big games that are coming up in the Premier League. We get them absolutely right. We get three points uh, for our league position. We get one for the outcome, nothing for getting it wrong. And when we broke for the World Cup, um, these were the standings. Nigel Adley, representing the commentators in the final one pre-World Cup, he was the star performer, got four points, puts wow. them on 20. They were adrift, but not anymore. Two points for Andy Jacobs. He's on 21, just fighting off the commentators. Stuart Robson, formerly of Arsenal West Ham, was our pro. Just one for Stuart. They're, they're on 23. Then a bit of a leap to the talk sport listeners who have been doing rather well. Ollie, the Leicester fan, scored one point. They're on 28. Somehow I'm still getting away with it. I got two. I'm on 33. I'm like Arsenal. Mm. Top at Christmas. <laughs> so, um, we've got a commentator. We always have a commentator and we have a pro as well and we have the, the talk sport listeners. And the way we've done it today is that, uh, as we said, Andy Smart, ball runner, comedy store player, cheese chaser, Creston runner, Farnborough fan, is also a commentator for Farnborough, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. We've just did the, the Braintree Town one on, uh, on Tuesday night, a very cold night, sat yeah. there in the commentary box. Are you one of those co-commentators who kind of forces his way into the conversation, or do you just <laughs> wait like to be invited Hill, in? Grab the mic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, Jimmy I, Hill and Motti. I know, it's it's a very symbiotic relationship with Ben. That's and great. You've got this, you've, already you've got this understanding. Yeah, we've got the understanding, and we we we, 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 we have a good laugh. We, yeah. we, we count the number of balls that go into the allotment and stuff like that. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different than the Premier League, isn't it? Don't get Gary Neville having to do that often. Um, and we looked around the room at the uh, the most qualified footballer that we could call a pro. And it was Lee, as we said earlier on. Lee played with Kevin Phillips. So that makes you our pro, Lee. Fantastic. Um, the TalkSport listeners are represented by the TalkSport listeners. And what we're going to try and do, despite about 20-odd people in there, is get a consensus for a scoreline. That Some could be my, difficult. It, look, we'll give it a go. We'll see if it works okay. the first time. Uh, OK, then. Here we go, then. Time for the Falls panel. And I'm top of the league, so I will kick us off with Brentford versus Spurs. Well, who knows mm. what kind of Spurs team will go out. They had a friendly against Nice and drew one all. Matt Doherty seems to be the supply line for goals at the moment. He's the only one scoring. He's flogged them into the ground again. Yes, he's been working them hard. Kulisevsky said uh, they've had a tough old time. He almost wishes Sweden had qualified for the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like one of those days that Ivan Tony might miss a penalty and Harry Kane might score one. Um, I think it's going to take a while to to ease their way back in. 
I think it might be a draw. As much as I'd like to go for the win, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two-two. Uh, Brentford Spurs. Uh, the Talk Sport listeners. Is anybody? Have we got a consensus here? Because have we got scores wise? Anybody fancy? Six nil Brentford. No, seriously. Three. What's that? This is never going to work. How could this possibly work? Mikey. 2-2 two, 2-2 two. Two, two. Two, two. I mean, he's gone 2-2 two, two as well I'm gassed away I'm going to have to I'm just going to point at people <laughs> uh, Lee what do you think believe Lee? it or not Paul I've decided 2-2 two, two. you've gone 2-2 to- <laughs> as well it's the wind up isn't yeah. it yeah. Andy what do you think I'm, a, li- I'm a little bit fearful for Brentford um, they need to get as many points before I don't know we don't know what's going to happen to, with Ivan Tony, but it doesn't look that great so uh, hmm Spurs are good. I think this might be 2-1 to Tottenham. 2-1 to Tottenham. I like the sound of your version more than mine. Mm -hmm. And Andy, you're our commentator. All right, well, I'll I'll up it. I'll go 3-1 Tottenham, yeah. I think Tottenham will play him off the pass. I do like the sound of that. The Google's obviously (laughs) in the room, don't (laughs) I do. Also, it's that early boxing day when people are still like a bit... Yeah, 12.30. Yeah, that's true. Well, Conte probably would have met training at about half past six in the morning. (laughs) Talk sport listeners at home in the car. Driving home for Christmas. There we are. Very well done. Next Chris up. Chris um, That's 12.30. Uh, Boxing Day, that one. Um, that's our first game back in the Premier League on TalkSport. Then on Tuesday the 27th uh, at 5.30, we bring you Chelsea versus Bournemouth. A bit more news on Golo Kante. Did you see that, Andy? Yeah, great. February, March. Not looking March. good for his injury. Yeah, um, still, at least he's really put a lot in this season. Well, if he's been injured, Andy. You can't blame the bloke for being injured. There's not much you can do about, about that. two games in about the last three it's years. It's not his fault, is yeah. it? That's the point. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Poor probably cries himself to sleep him, every night. Flogged him in the summer. This is the bloke who looks like he enjoys playing football to yeah. me. I think it's a bit harsh to have a go at him. Uh, I think Chelsea will have enough. Um, they're just buying lots of players called, called Fafana and see how that works out for them. <laughs> yeah. But um, I fancy Chelsea. I'm going to go 3-1 Chelsea. Um... The talk sport listeners. I'm going to ask Chloe. Oh. Chloe, do you <laughs> want to try and guess the score of Chelsea versus Bournemouth? 2 0 to Chelsea, yeah? 3 0. Okay, 3 0, says Chloe. We'll have a chat with have Chloe. Have you seen them more. play this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's great. He's having a go at Chloe now. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> a, oh. a go at an 11 year old. Lee, you're our pro. What do you think? I, I'm inclined to agree with Chloe. Right, okay. I had 3 2 again in my, in my head before right. we started off. So 3 0. Three, You're going to go 3 0. Yeah, okay. Right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Um, Andy? I've absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, they've lost five of the last six. For me, this is a relegation six-pointer. I can't. I, I don't know. You just don't know. I mean, Chelsea they should beat six. They should beat Bournemouth. But look at the way they've been playing. I don't. Who knows? Oh, I'll go one nil to Chelsea. Okay. Yeah, very little. I can't, can't wait for Tuesday, Andy. Yeah, for that one. And Andy, our commentator. Uh, I'll go three-two. I think it'd be quite a high-scoring game because both sides will be feeling feeling each other out and. Um, I think that, yeah, it'd be high scoring. 3 2, you yeah, say. Wow, that sounds like a corker. Mm. That's good for our commentary team. We bring you that one. That's uh, Tuesday, 5 30 on Talk Sport. Then we move on to Wednesday, another Talk Sport commentary. It's Leeds versus Manchester City. And it's interesting that Pep said that was a real workout last night and um, a good sharpener for the start of the season. I'm sure Jurgen Klopp will, despite the result, will feel the shame. It was a really intense, a cracking match for mm. the first one back. And I just think City on that basis will hit the ground running. They may have players back by then as well. 
I was really impressed with Leeds when I saw them against Spurs uh, before the break. But they'll give it a crack, but I think they'll get beaten. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 1-3 to Manchester City. Um, do, we, do we have a City or a Leeds fan in the room? I don't think we do have a City or a Leeds fan, do we? Should we just pick, so who's going to pick a random? Ross, what do you think? What's this What's this going to be? This is Leeds Man City. 5-0. Five, blimey. 5-0. Five, 5-0 yeah. yeah. City. Wow, OK. Uh, Leo Pro, what do you think? Yeah, I think Dirty Leeds are, are not bad at home. They kind of yeah. go for it. I fancy them to get a couple of goals. City ended up with four. So it's a 2-4, Paul. 2-4, OK. Yeah. That wasn't a very entertaining side. Um, Andy Jacobs. What's interesting about this game is if Arsenal win on Boxing Day, they could be eight points behind you know, going into this match. That's pressure. Hmm. So they cannot afford to s- slip up no. City. He said desperate because he doesn't want Arsenal <laughs> to win this <laughs> uh, I think they'll have enough, but I think there'll be goals. I think it'll be... 4-2 to City. 4-2, yeah. You've gone the same way mm. as uh, as Lee. And Andy Smart, our commentator, yeah, finally. I've got a tenner on Haaland to score over 45 goals this season. So right. <laughs> I'm going to go 4-0 City. 4-0 City. Wow. A couple of people. Rossman with 5, 4-0. TalkSport listeners home in the car. So uh, these are games we've got for you over the next uh, few days. Mm. Uh, Brentford, Tottenham, Sunderland, Blackburn, Leicester, Newcastle, Everton, Wolves. Palace, Fulham, Southampton, Brighton, Cardiff, QPR, Villa, Liverpool, Luton, Norwich, Arsenal, West Ham, Cavalcade of Football on Boxing Day, and uh, lots more besides. So do keep it talk sport for all your big match commentaries. There's the Falls panel. Uh, we'll uh, do it all again when we return. Uh, we'll have some more classic clips, then we'll keep chatting to the listeners. We'll squeeze a couple of clips in. Let's see if we can get a couple more in. Let's have a look. What's next? Oh, yes. Oh, it's Liz Saul. <laughs> yeah. Not the biggest football fan or indeed football expert in the world talking about a couple of world greats. David Beckham will be officially presented an LA Galaxy player tomorrow night. He and Posh leave Britain for America this afternoon. Bex is following the footsteps of some of sports' biggest names such as Johan Croft, Franz Birkenborker and George Best. Yeah, yeah, George <laughs> Best, three of the Franz Birkenborker. Now, this is, this is another favourite clip mm. of mine. Ian Collins, of course, on Talk TV these days. Um, took a call from someone who'd uh, yeah he had a, he'd had an incident at the zoo hadn't he he had Daryl is in Nelson hello yes Daryl I was I was at the zoo about two years ago and um, amazingly a ringtail lemur had jumped off its island across the moat oh yeah landed on the fence and I thought I'll go over and stroke it and wife said no no I don't go near it it's only a little thing yeah and he grabbed hold of my arm yeah pulled it out of its socket no and flung me into the moat. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And then... <laughs> oh, sorry, Daryl, that's hilarious. It you weren't were... hilarious for me. <laughs> you, were, you were wrestled by a monkey. Yeah. How big's a lemur? It's about a foot tall, I mean, all amazed. All amazed by its strength. So it pulled you. So, sorry about your arm and the. Pulled your arm out of its socket. Flung me over the fence into the moat. <laughs> no way! I'm telling you. Really? What happened then? I won, I won £50,000 compensation from the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Never quite sure about no, that. Last chinny bit. wreck on that bit. There, there we are. We got time for one more? Squeeze one more in? Okay, we'll do some more later on. We've got some more uh, clips coming up. We'll chat to some of the listeners we've not got around to chatting to uh, just yet. We'll have an update from the darts as well. Don't forget, 4 o'clock, Jason Cundy and Darren Bent will be here 
with Drive. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs with the old Christmas Eve Eve party. I remember Christmas with the candles and the hanging. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, the listeners with us in the studio. And uh, we're going to round up our chats, obviously, before four o'clock. We'll chat to everybody this afternoon. Uh, Ross has joined us. Ross is a Manchester United uh, fan. Good afternoon, Ross. How are we doing, guys? You yeah, okay? good to see you. Yeah, um, you very kindly bought Andy and I uh, a little oh, gift, yeah. Cricket Strength. It's a, a little kind of gym bag. We've not looked in it. There's all sorts of it's goodies. Because you work in the world of cricket, don't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I was 22 years. I was um, a strength and conditioner for a few counties, Somerset. North Ants and Worcester, and now I run my own business, helping other cricketers who aren't lucky enough to have access to, uh, like physio, S and C coaching to to be their best they can be. I mean, right. cricketers have become over the years. You look at the shape and oh, the fitness yeah. of cricketers. <laughs> yeah. You look at old sort of John Player games matches in the seventies. It's a very different <laughs> business, isn't it? Really? Uh, you know, I started in two thousand, and and then the guys played for six months and worked for six months. You know, so yeah. it's totally different. Mm. So we've been through a massive transition over the sort of twenty two years I was in it. And now you, you see the guys, they're, they're proper athletes now. Yeah, they yeah. are. Absolutely. So it's a very nice polo shirt with a kind of Michael Jordan as if he, if, if he was a bowler. Yes, <laughs> it's true. There's a lovely design. Is that your, is that your design for your that, business? That's actually one of the guys who came on my plan. He started off and his action was a bit all over the shop. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we got him to a really good place and it's, it's one of the sort of best actions we've got. And so it just... Use it as a logo. It's quite a controversial subject at the moment because uh, 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 sort of fitness for bowling is mm. sort of in. Because we were talking mm. about the other day, Fred Truman always had the thing about you know the way to get fit for bowling is yeah. to bowl, and we are seeing a lot of our quicks you know getting injured. Joffrey's had like two years off. Mark Wood breaks down a fair bit. Yeah. Sadly, I mean it's quite a difficult balance, isn't it? I would think. It is. I, I think um, it's probably gone too far at yeah. some stage into the fitness world where we forget about, you know, they've actually got a bowl. Yeah. And for me, it's about understanding what they need rather than just saying you've got to get strong. Obviously, strength is part of it, but if they don't move well and they can't go through the action, then they're going to get injured. And yeah, yeah. Jimmy Anderson. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, I suppose it does depend on their bodies. I mean, a part of what you do, I suppose, is to kind of take a look at, at their bodies and what you think they can take and what they can't in terms yeah, of fitness. So, so we analyse uh, how they move, uh, their strength profile, analyse their bowling. And what you see, you know, if someone can't really move well and, and, and not particularly sort of stable or got good mobility, then there's a good chance their action's not looking great. And if yeah. their action's not looking great, there's a fair chance to get injured. So the bowling gets blamed for a lot of what the body does. So I think we need to just uh, change the needle a little bit and, and look into other things. Is there a website people want to check out what you do or use your uh, services? Yeah, cricketstrength.com uh, and it's on the Insta and Facebook and everything and like I said, we're just trying to help um, people who haven't got the help because most people haven't really got access to yeah. someone who understands the game and what the body needs. Brilliant. Lovely. You just made my grandson very happy by bringing <laughs> this. Is this a full, it's not a full-size ball, is it? I think so. It should oh, be. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I love that. He's become cricket mad, your lad. Yeah, yeah. And Paul, you've got a, uh, a ball for the dog. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, she'll <laughs> love that. She'll chase that around the garden. Thank you very much. Brilliant. That was really Pleasure. kind of you. Thanks. And thank you for you guys, because I love the show. Oh, lovely. 14 thank years you. I've been listening, and you guys are fantastic. Oh, yeah, lovely. Oh, that's very really kind of you. Thank, thank you very much for coming yeah. in, and thanks very much for that. Um, hello, John. Hello, um, hello John. Yeah, yeah John Graham. He's a Birmingham City fan. Dance will be happy. Yeah, I've actually interviewed Dance. Have you? Uh, Have yeah, you? I did well, a for a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you nearly got it before you. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I ran a podcast for a while uh, oh, during, right. during COVID, and 
yeah, Dunce came on and, uh, yeah, good chat. So, yeah, you've had a very interesting sporting life. I mean, you were MD at Worcester Cricket Club for three years. That must yeah, have been very interesting. I, I, I genuinely didn't know Ross was coming, so when I was MD ah, at Worcester... So you knew each other from then, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So we haven't seen each other for probably two or three years, but, oh, uh, nice. yeah, our last sort of, I guess, game, sort of major game together was when Worcester won the... Well, the Rapids won the... The T20 at yeah. the next Baston, so that was a, an amazing day. You're going to have a boat if you've got anything to do with Worcester. That's the thing. That, flooded, yeah, that's well, that, to be honest, that's where the Rapids name came from, so uh, that, that was sort of me and the marketing team. So, <laughs> well, if we're flooded, it's windy, there are Rapids, let's go with that. Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's, that's that picture. That's always, always the picture they use, isn't it, when they're talking about why the cricket's off and then you can see why it's under about. <laughs> yeah, it is a great shame. But yeah. uh, how are you feeling about Blues as a Blues fan then at the moment? Really positive, actually. I mean, off of the pitch, it's a bit of a disaster but it, it's been that way for 10 years but I've uh, got a brilliant manager really good squad of players and you know eighth in the league is a uh, heady heights for us really compared to the last two or three years so uh, if we can just keep the players that we've got um, I think we've got a decent shot of uh, top six I just can hear the Villa fans <laughs> on the airways but uh, no we're, we're in good shape on the pitch but but, but off the pitch it's a bit, bit difficult yeah okay you, this is very interesting you, you're working with the FIFA World Cup with your project team installing retail solutions you weren't doing the one for Salt Bay were you, <laughs> yeah. you I think he was there yeah. uh, he was everywhere else no um, so the company we work for Cube International so uh, we one of the many things that we do is put in retail infrastructure either for ourselves or partners so we're working very closely with a partner in in, in Doha um, put in the a mega store in Doha and 140 sort of pop-up retail stores across all of the venues. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Adam and Will who have been in Doha. Well, they've just got back, but they did 85 days straight. So, Were you uh, over there? Was it... Unfortunately not. Um, no, very very much watching from afar. We've got mm. lots of other project work going on. Um, but, yeah, the guys that are out there did a, a phenomenal job. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, from really Birmingham, well. of course, the Commonwealth Games was such a massive success yeah. in the city, wasn't it? Yeah, I've definitely got the scars of that. I was involved with that. Um, so, yeah, an amazing event for the city and uh, obviously probably hear from my accent I've been sort of born and bred in Birmingham mm. all my life and uh, it was massive for the city and uh, just shows what you know when everybody comes together what you can do I've, uh, I've said before I go up there quite a lot because my oldest son lives in Birmingham now even though he's working in London he's, he all loves he's made mates up there and loves living in Birmingham so it's a great city yeah, I just, love it when I go up there just around sort of Brinney Place and, and Broad Street and we, we had a, a mega store on the um, Centenary Square just mm. the buzz around those sort of four or five days around where the marathon was run were just phenomenal and it did thankfully show the, the city off in, a, in the best light it could be and uh, hopefully more major events in, in yeah. the city in the future Lovely to see you guys. Thanks, thanks everyone for Klopp. chatting to you. Uh, we're we're going to bring some more clips. We'll have a chat with Mikey in a moment and uh, and uh, the TalkSport listeners we haven't heard from yet. But let's bring you a couple more clips. This is an on-this-day moment with Adam Brazil that goes slightly awry. Now, the People's Republic of China was proclaimed with uh, Matsi Chung as its chairman in this day in 1949. Yeah. I tell you what, what result that is. I love a ruby. <laughs> 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 Maxi Chung Also on radio it's, it's on this day Not in this day yeah, Never this, mind Ellen. The radio feature In this day Okay here's our old friend Lisa O'Sullivan With a bit of a uh, This is football for a change It is football Okay, uh, the World Cup playoffs. Mm. I think uh, we have lost out because we're going to miss out on either Cristiano Ronaldo or Ibrahim Zlatovic. 
Yeah, good old Ibrahim. <laughs> good old Ibrahim Slatovic. Ibrahim Slatovic. Yeah, that was his that book, was his... wasn't it? <laughs> now, this was a corner. Ian Collins had Mike Rutherford from Genesis in the studio, and uh, people were phoning up, and obviously Phil Collins will love this. Of course he will. He's with us in the studio. <laughs> well, he's with us in the studio, as uh, Jimmy suggested <laughs> Very good. on Twitter. Thank you, Jimmy, for that. Um, yeah, and um, there was a caller to Mike Rutherford, and again, it, it all went a bit pear-shaped. We're going to take some calls. Mike Rutherford is with us from Mike and the Mechanics. 08704 202020. This is Mark, who's down in London. Mark. Hello, Ian. Hi. You're through to Mike. Uh, good evening. Hi. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Seen you several times. Right. Hamburg, Manchester, and Birmingham. That's good. That was in the 70s uh, when Phil Collins was on the drums. Right. Now, a question I've got to ask you here is. How did you come out with Salisbury Hill? Where did that come from? Because that was a brilliant, 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 one of the best songs I've ever heard. Right. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't me. That was a, a song by Peter Gabriel. Well, it was Peter, yeah, but weren't you involved in that? No, that was his, sort of, that was his first real kind of solo album he did when he, when he left uh, Genesis. But, I mean, I agree. I think, it's, I think it's a great song. I've seen Genesis live several times, and they're one of the greatest sounding bands I've ever seen in my life. What do you I think it's super Trump. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in an old stop digging is the, is the answer to that one. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports, and um, we invite some of the listeners into the studio. We've been chatting to them uh, throughout the show. We have a couple more to squeeze in. We have a fellow Chelsea fan, Andy. It's been a few yeah. Chelsea fans yeah, coming along. Yeah, they don't well, turn against you, Andy. They tend to agree with you most of the time. Well, but they don't go public. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Haywood. Hi, Mikey. Afternoon, chaps. Nice to see yeah. you. You have seen Andy in action, haven't you? You've seen him ranting at Gate 13. Is that where you normally congregate to rant, Andy? Well, uh, I'm on my way to the loo and back. Oh, OK. <laughs> Half time. And do people come up and say, what do you think, AJ? And then you go into one. Yeah. You know, like, well, then, like speaker's corner. People seem, yeah, people ask me what do you think, <laughs> but, you know, they, they, when I say what I think, they don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> do you tend to agree with him, Mikey, when he get, goes into a Chelsea rant or not? Uh some of the time, yeah. I, I, I think to be quite as one of those. Um, Nobody can be quite as psychotic as Andy is, really, when he gets when he yeah. gets going. You know? mm, yeah, you haven't heard the people in uh, Matthew Harding Upper. I've got a here. unique skill mm -hmm. in that whenever I start shouting at somebody that needs to get hooked off, mm. they normally score a goal. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think was the, the that's the right. Yeah, I did the one. famous Roberto Di Matteo should never play for Chelsea. Go! Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just a goal; he like pinged it right in the top corner, yeah, didn't incredible. it? It was an absolutely brilliant goal. Um, you're older than Andy, which I mean, which he's delighted with. Yeah, you know, that's, that's why I invited you in. I think I can say I assumed I'm the token old bloke. <laughs> no, no, that's me. We love it. You give us that spread between Chloe, who's 11, and you are 71. But um, you, you, you took to the heart and drove around Scotland last year. Yeah, the, the association I belong to, we try and raise as much money for uh, Hampshire and the Isle of Wight Air Ambulance. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, and some bright spark a few years ago thought it would be a good idea uh, for all the other guys within the association uh, to try and raise some money. Yeah. Um, and how can we do this? You know, let's, let's, I don't know, let's go around Britain. 
Um, and it seemed a lot easier when you're talking about it than when you've actually got to do it. Is it your bike, Mikey? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah what, you, for, um, for the people that are into bikes, well, what, what is it you have? It's a Harley-Davidson Rocker C. Nice. Um, it's got uh, a little tiny sort of 1.6 litre engine. <laughs> <laughs> um, which kind of helps you get along. Yeah, lovely. Um, and it's loud. I think that's. I was going to say it yeah. must be. It sounds like it's a, a noisy one. A- absolutely. There was there was about twelve of us. Um, there was about three Harleys, but the rest of them were mixed right across the piece. Wow. And people aging from. I think the youngest was in his twenties, and uh, brilliant. We had one guy come down from Leeds that was eighty. Wow! Really. Yeah. It's still time for you, Andy, to get yeah. your Harley Davidson. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Well, you're bad enough in a car. One more, I'm more, I'm more a lamb, I'm more, yeah, Exactly true. I'm more a Lambretta. This is interesting, though. You say you, you like Chelsea and England cricket and the MCC. You're it's a, a fan of the MCC. Oh, have, you got, well, have you got the red and yellow blazer? <laughs> um, yes, I have. Yeah, I've been, I was quite annoyed, really, because a friend of mine kind of goes back a bit. We used to uh, knock about together, and he's a... Uh, he was an original Wimbledon supporter, mm. uh, and he went off to MK Dons. Um, oh, I stayed dear. with Chelsea. Right. Um, but about 12 or 15 years after I met him, he announced, and we'd been going to Lords mm. to watch the uh, the Lords Test matches. Yeah. He announced to me that he was a member. Wow. And I, right. and I said, well, okay, you know, how long you get, did it take to get in? He said, about 20 probably years, about 12 years. Oh, yeah. long. It's about 18 years. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I think at that time it was about 12, really? to be oh. quite honest. But if he'd have told me in the beginning... You could have joined with him. I could have joined with him right <laughs> in the very beginning. Oh, so. no. I can see you sitting uh, next to Fingers in the pavilion. Yeah, we know. A bloke is always front and centre. I was going to say, we're going to have a chat with uh, Chloe and, and Roger. Hello, Roger. How are you? You're right. You are a Spurs fan. You're wearing I am the indeed. old vintage. Um, yeah, 1961. 1961. Yeah, number on the back as well. Beautiful. Oh, so yeah, spot on. Love it. Absolutely love this one. Got it for uh, Christmas a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. So, I, I had a friend fans, at the so. time. I was only about ten or eleven, and actually nine, and uh, he was a big Tottenham fan. So I, I sort of watched a lot of Spurs, and that, that was a great team, wasn't it? That double winning team. Yeah. Uh, I don't go quite back that far, Andy. Sorry, mate. <laughs> My life was sixty-seven when uh, when uh, the good old Spurs beat Chelsea in the. Yeah, uh, he, he doesn't final. really talk that's about it, that. Really. Frank, that's when it comes back. Frank to me. Saul got the yeah, was there. that was it. <laughs> yeah. Now it claims to fame. You played a frame against um, John Virgo. John Virgo. Yeah, this was when I was with a friend. We were working as um, sales guys when I was about seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, and we were doing an exhibition down in one of the towns. I can't remember. We did loads of them, like three-day exhibitions. And last night we packed up and finished by eight o'clock, all suited and booted and stuff. So we thought we'd gonna have a beer. So we just wandered out into town, had a beer, and didn't feel quite in the right place when we were sort of suited and booted in a pub in the middle of town. So we sort of finished that, had a couple of beers, and wandered off. So walking into the town, I thought, actually, I'll plan this a bit wrong. I could do with a loo somewhere. So where do we go? So we found something. There was a lot of people coming out of this big building. Didn't think much of it to be fair, mm-hmm. just chatting and walking around. So let's go in there. This was by that time about, I don't know, 10 o'clock, something like yeah. that. So people coming out of this place and we just wandered in and uh, tried to find a loo somewhere. So we wandered in, found a, a toilet and uh, thought, well, where are we? And it's the Guildhall in Southampton. Right. No idea. Well, He's <laughs> not calling the Guildhall in Southampton a toilet, by the way, in case, case the people behind you are listening. <laughs> so we wandered yeah. out and uh, found a couple of rooms and stuff. And there was a bar set up, a couple of people sitting there. So we thought, oh, I'll have another beer. Why not? So yeah. we stood at the bar and had a bit of a, 
of a chat between the two of us. Yeah. And uh, look, I've just got to write down, sorry, Roger, trespasser. trespasser. Just write that down. <laughs> right, what these people are. And there was John Verga. Well, what happened was we saw a big snooker table set up mm. in the room next door yeah. with a load of chairs and just wandered over and started myself and my friend just having a bit of banter saying, oh, look, you know, shame we didn't bring our cues with us. We started playing in the summer and stuff at a local uh, uh, snooker hall up in Aylesbury. Yeah. And uh, yeah, walked back to the bar and this guy said, oh, do you fancy a frame? And didn't take any notice of it to start with. Just looked across, thought it was just a fella. And yeah, it was John Virgo. Well, well, sat, sat there and he did said, you yeah. beat him, Roger? No, 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 no. He was doing some <laughs> exhibition stuff on the night. And oh. uh, I was saying, did you try stop. any trick shots? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of think so. <laughs> he was fantastic, though. He literally just got up of his chair and said, come on, guys, let's go and play a, a Good lad. Yeah, he's so a good man of the people. And, yeah, he was mm. superb. So. You are with Chloe, your, your granddaughter. granddaughter. Chloe's 11. Hi, Chloe. You play football for Aylesbury United, I understand. Is that, is that your is that your tracksuit top you're wearing there now? Look at that. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. How long have you been playing for the team? Um, not long. I've only just recently moved to Aylesbury. I've been playing for maybe a season. Right. And what position do you play? Uh, central uh, central defensive midfielder. Oh, I'm nice. Ooh, Fantastic. And uh, Chelsea need one of them at the moment. If you fancy stepping oh, up. You like a lot of sports, don't you? Yeah. You've recently taken up archery. Yeah. Uh, netball and rugby and you're a good gymnast so that's yeah. great did you always love sport growing up when did you realize you were so sporty um i kind of just i kind of just tried out loads of different things and i kind of got into each one at different times and now i've got a schedule full of loads of sports yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic so uh, everybody's sort of <laughs> Someone's got to drive so you're your designated <laughs> driver roger you do a lot of the ferrying around helping no. mum and dad out yeah and stuff. Dad. i go watch you play football i don't miss a game and i go to training with her every tuesday yeah. night i used to play uh, a bit in the past and stuff, and uh, uh, UEFA B qualified from oh, years wow. ago and stuff. Like that. So I just go and watch. Let the two lads that run it. You don't get you don't brief. get involved though. Really. Oh, you, no, you, st- I, you step I, back. I run the line. Every, no, that's, uh, oh, that's, that's I go and do. That's you'll someone, never be offside. Be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Miles, I'm just goal hanging. You can. You'll never get offside. So yeah, no, so, two lads do. It. Were you in? I'm, I'm sure you were in. You must have been inspired by the lionesses this summer, wasn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure all the girls yeah. in your team have talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, we even for like lots of our team went. We went and kind of went down to a golf club, and we we all kind of watched the yeah. lionesses play. And so, is football? Is that you want to pursue that? Is football one of the sports you want yeah. to keep playing? And I you'd think like football to play? was my. I think football was my main sport for sure. Well, we, we will look out. We're looking up for you, Chloe Smith, folks. Only eleven at the moment, but do look out for her in the England team. You have to come back. Don't forget us when you're in the England team, and we need a guest. Probably about ninety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still doing this show. I'll just yeah. bring me in once a year for the Christmas. Show. Yeah. <laughs> just will you in, like young Mister Grace? Yeah. Oh, doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you have a couple more clips, let's squeeze a couple in. Thank you, guys. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks ever so much. Uh, we'll, I think we've got one more, but possibly two. We've got to twist the arm of Eddie. He's not sure. Come on, Joe. Squeeze. Yeah, see if we can twist his arm. Anyway, um, this is um, Mike Parry with Alan Brazil on Breakfast, reading out a text. OK, got another one here, Al. It's from Stephen Leeds. He says, according to their website, Ticketmaster apply a pound fifty service charge, and a, excuse me, and a pound twenty-five processing fee to sales and fill of tickets. Royal Mail charged 63p for recorded delivery on a single ill crisis goes on and on. Uh, right, OK, this concludes by saying, this is from Steve in Leeds, um, I'm a Borough fan and that guy who just said that Middlesbrough at the Riverside isn't a frightening fixture 
obviously isn't. Oh, David I can't Mi- go on. David I'm sorry, Mi- I'm going to die before I get to the end. Right, of anyway, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> It's always a good idea to read them first. We've all done that, though, Mike. We feel for you. Uh, this is Beaky with a goal flash. Let's get an update, Beaky. Virgin Media, Channel 927. Goal for Aston Villa. Goal for Leighton Orient, I beg your pardon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two quite similar teams. You had one job, Beaky. One job. <laughs> is, uh, Mike what, Perry. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Clip. It's a, it was a, it was Classic, a quiz question, it? wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Who came runners up to Lyon in the French League last season and are now in the Champions League? I'll take a stab and say Bordeaux, Mike. Bordeaux, as in the tapestry, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the boat agrees with you. No, the good old Bordeaux <laughs> tapestry. Anyway, we've got Goffey, we've got Cass, we've got uh, Sir Jeffrey, we've got Big Alan, and, and a quick one from Sam as well, just to squeeze in before four o'clock. And a chat with the, uh, the last of the listeners we've not spoken to yet. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, thanks to all of you who've said that you've donated a crisis at Christmas after yeah. uh, Andy Smart told us he was uh, heading off next week for his uh, his annual Christmas shift. That was very generous of you. Thanks very much, crisis.org.uk, if you would like to make a donation. Um, so, uh, a couple more people have not been on yet. We've got Joe and Gary. Joe, good afternoon. Hiya. Let's find out a bit more about you as I plough through all the uh, notes. I, I, I don't know what someone's put in my biography, so oh, it's, really? it's all going to be news to me. Apparently, you live in Brussels. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah and yeah. you yes. like Union SG. Oh, yeah. Sanjul San War, the Which um, is Tony Bloom's Brighton Sister Club, yeah. Yes, that's yeah, right, yes. Yeah. Where um, they've, done a bit, they've done a good bit of business. I mean, that, that link up, I think, is going to be quite useful for Brighton. Yes. Isn't it? So yeah, I'm quite with a few players. Yeah, I must admit, <laughs> I, I, I don't know any of the results recently because I've not really been in the country that much. Right. But, but that's, a, yeah, that's another story. So, do you, uh, how, what takes you there? Work? work uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, well, just before I fluff my lines, my only lesson in sports broadcast journalism was from Beaky. Oh, was it really? So, yeah, I'm a journalist based in Brussels and have been for five years now. So. Oh, right. oh, right. So, covering Brexit. So, not very sporty, but here we uh, but- are. I was going to say, so Union are a good side, aren't they? Yeah. Matomas, that's where he came from, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 that's right. So I, I think I went to my first game, uh, 2018, and they were a lowly kind of second division Belgian side. Um, I left with kind of 15, 20 minutes ago as the rain started coming. They've got a terrace, it's no cover. It's kind of, it feels very old school. It's great. It's kind of great to be on the terrace and you're allowed to have a beer while you're watching. So it kind of numbs the pain of watching what is essentially park football. Yeah. It, they're, um, I think it was, they were 2-0 down at the time. So me and my friend decided to go off and run over to the bar across the road. Then in the next five minutes after we've ordered our pints and sat down, we had three consecutive cheers. And I went, my mate goes, oh, we can't have, we can't, we can't have won, can we? And I went, mm. oh, I'll check my phone. They had one free too, so I didn't actually witness uh, <laughs> witness the free goals in the last twenty minutes of uh, kind of rainfield play. It's yeah. a great story, though, isn't it? The way they've sort of come through the yeah, ranks now, and stuff. Now they've they've had a guy I, I can't remember his name, but he's now on. He, so Brighton signed him and loaned him back. And last season they finished top of the actual Belgian football league, but yeah. they lost it in the playoffs to Club Brugge, um, which is quite sad. And a kind of a system of football I couldn't explain. I'm not sure many Belgian fans can explain either. But um, they they kind of get these players. It's all. They, they're signed through Tony Bloom's idea of using statistics first, and they do genuinely find some stars. And there's a few English players, a guy, um, 
oh, I can't remember his name. So I don't actually, <laughs> I don't actually season ticket holder, but don't watch them that much. Right. Um, <laughs> so you weren't there during the World Cup, so you don't know what. The no, I was out. Was. I was out of the country. Right. Um, yeah. So I was. I've been to Ukraine, and then I was in treating myself just like holiday afterwards. So. Uh, your dad, Eddie's with. He's a Liverpool fan. You Liverpool fan yeah, as well. Liverpool fan. I was. Um, he said I could support anyone I wanted to, apart from Everton or Manchester United. Yeah. If not, I'd have to live in the shed. So yeah, and that's I think tough um, love, Eddie. That's the way took you me do to, it. Took, yeah, took me to three dumb. Liverpool games when we lost to Chelsea three times in a row before I'd seen a Liverpool win. Yeah, so kind of hard, tough love. But uh, we've we've seen some good games between us since. Fantastic. Well, um, Gary is also uh, with us. Hello, Gary. Yeah, How hi. are you? Hi. Hi. Thanks. Yes. Uh, again, I'm, I'm looking through all the uh, biogs here. Where can I find you? Let's have a look. Tell us a bit about yourself, Gary. Right, I can yeah. see it. There, you you yeah, are. Got it. You are uh, from Stevenage. Yep. In Hertfordshire, yep. and you are a Spurs fan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I've supported Spurs for a very long time. Seen a lot of you know things happen over the years, like yourself. Yes. See, know your face. Seen you around the. Around the stadiums. Um, so if you're on nodding terms with Paul. Well, yeah. I nod at everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might, might be my nervous tick. So, <laughs> yeah, see yeah. the Spurs show Paul as well, you know, that oh, Theo yes, and Mike yeah. run. So, Mike Lee yeah. and, and, and Theo and the gang. Yes, Pop along with those yeah. things, yeah. So, just Did you have a claim to fame, Gary? Claim to fame? Yes. 1992, I bumped into Peter Shreves. Oh, in, yes. Uh, a beach in Iron Apple in Cyprus, and he'd just been sacked by Spurs. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so you got the lowdown on what well, happened. I went and did you? told him, and he went, that's football, son, and then walked off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, a man of, a man of f- few yeah. words. Yes. Uh, Peter, really. Yeah, one of the very few impressions I do, and it's completely useless. You're not going to get much work, are you? We've got to mention Doug, Doug in Hold, who reckons that you lot aren't. Talk sport fans in plants. You're all extras about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Isn't Doug's it? grass. You'll have a conspiracy theory. Yeah, oh, That's fantastic. <laughs> Bob and our broth has been in touch. Good afternoon, Bob. Uh, thanks for your input during the year. Like Ben, the Spurs, Spurs fan in Fairham, often mm. gets in touch. And uh, thank you. Good Christmas, Ben. Thanks for getting in touch today. Thanks to everybody who've uh, who's been in touch. Uh, somebody was very keen to tell Mike Parry from the first hour that Iron Bridge was not built by Thomas Telford. <laughs> yeah, Rob, we'll, we'll put him right, although he. <laughs> Probably will never ever talk about it again. Um, so we've got time to squeeze in a few more clips. Let's just uh, finish them off. Four more. It's Goffy. This is an absolute corker. Going uh, when Dancing on Ice was on, they had some guests from the show. Anyway, enough of a cock. Yeah, I'd rather speak to his partner, uh, Alexandra Shellman. Where are you from? I'm from Finland. Finland. Yeah, yeah. you speak Finnish. I'm sure she. Can, I'm sure she can get by in her native language. Really. She's only took the eight. Like, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, it's, it's Tony Cascarino and Andy Goldstein on the sports bar. Let's speak to Eddie, a Liverpool fan. Eddie, good evening. Hey, good evening, guys. Very good to be talking to Tony Cass. Yes, legend. Uh, yeah, well, I'm an ex-Irish Pat and an Irish expat, should I say, okay. uh, here in California. Are you, are you Pat? <laughs> That's a pretty good chance if he's Irish, really. What's next, Andy? It's Jeff. Jeff Jeff's phone, yeah, isn't it? Great Jeff boycott clip. Right, uh, David Lloyd, I have on the phone. David? <laughs> Never makes any sense. And this is Max Rushton's favourite clip, this one, believe it or not. He just, it's very quick, but it always makes him laugh. It's uh, Alan Brazil. You're listening to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast, Ray Palmer and Ford. I've taken loads of cocaine. 
He's very upbeat about yeah. it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, well, he would be. Well, there we are. There's, there's the classic clips dusted down uh, for another year, and uh, our work here is done. Um, thank you so much for listening uh, today and throughout the year. We'll be mm. back on January the 3rd, Tuesday, January the 3rd, oh, won't right. we? Okay. That's right. Didn't I you realise? It Wednesday. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Well, you might, you'll be back on the Wednesday, I'll be will you? I'll be back on the Tuesday with uh, Charlie. Isn't it a bank holiday? No, Monday's the bank. I think. Right. Is that right? Anyway, <laughs> we'll, anyway, we'll be back in the we'll new year. We'll work this out off air. Then won't bore you with it. Um, thanks to all the listeners who come in. Thank you, guys. Thank you ever so much. Yeah, thank we you really, really do appreciate yeah, yeah. you spending the afternoon with us. Thank you. So, have um, a fantastic Christmas. We should thank the boys. Oh, yeah, of course. Someone's going to. Yes, we should thank our top team uh, next door for all their uh, efforts. Uh, Joan Cardigan, our producer, of course. Jamie Dickens, our assistant Joan producer. Cardigan. All the guys that we have on the decks over the course of the year and on the phone. Yeah, Jamie thank Hutch, them all. of course. Jamie Hutch, uh, who's off on his travels. So, uh, thanks to all of those. And uh, we'll catch up with you in 2023. Have a fantastic Christmas. Very happy New Year to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.